0: Following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network.
1: And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, Nick Fad. This one's got a great town, along with my co-host, Cannonball Alex Steele. For the foremost, Alex, welcome.
0: Thanks. And, so good to be here again.
1: Uh, thanks. Thanks be to the Cannonball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yes. Blessed be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us as well, the Bootleg Better Boots. Welcome back to the show. Ah, gobble, gobble. How y'all doing today? Gobble, gobble, yes. uh, I'm
0: gobbled out. I'll tell you that much right now.
1: That's a lot. There was a lot of turkey uh, swirling around in my tum tum. Was it dry? No. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Believe it or not, I got to tell you, turkey wise, you know, everybody talks about these butterball turkeys and whatever the case is, the most popular brand out there, right? I got to tell you, a Kroger brand turkey, I shit you not, was one of the most moist delicious turkeys i've had in a long time
2: well not the one i had really oh the turkey was dry oh man yeah turkey so dry she served it with cough (laughs) drops oh man choking hazard
0: (laughs) speaking of choking hazard
2: Uh, (laughs) yeah came with a jergens coupon
0: (laughs) 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 oh man
2: Terrible. I got the wishbone snapped in the half, stabbed myself in the neck with it so I could go to the hospital and get a decent meal. All right.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, Folks, Thanksgiving's in the books. Uh, We've got uh, games that that took place on Thanksgiving. We're going to wind up talking about those Thanksgiving games. (laughs) We've got got week 11 scores to go over here. Uh, Man, a lot of business to get to, and we're going to try and get through it relatively quickly today we got the big game going on today michigan ohio state it's Woo-woo. no yeah yeah it is uh it is no um no no secret here okay it's this is the big one for for the michigan fans in the room uh i know alex is, has been soaking his jockeys over this one so he's he's very excited uh aren't you, Alex? <laughs>
0: Yep. Uh, I'll t- it's, it's kind of a mini national holiday for us. I mean, it's, it's just, there's just something in the air when Michigan goes to uh, plays Ohio state, they're coming, they're coming to Ann Arbor this year. Uh, you know, the, Jim Harbaugh not going to be on the sideline. Uh, he's serving the third game in his three game suspension. Uh, so it'll really be telling to see if Michigan can still beat Ohio state without Jim Harbaugh on the field. <laughs> I, I, for one, can't wait for that to happen.
2: Yeah, this one's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, boots. It would be a disaster for Ryan Day and the entire yeah. Buckeye Nation. If they lose this game, yeah. no harbor on the side. Mm-hmm. You've got the number one receiver in the nation. Yep. yep. You're testing a Michigan defense that hasn't really been tested all season long. Mm-hmm. It'll be the best quarterback that they've seen, even though McCord am eh, still a yeah. little bit on the fence. Uh, but not- it'll be the best one that they've seen all season.
1: Right. 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 You go to Ann Arbor and you lose. Get you know. Know, get out of it. Well, and, and I I told you earlier this year I I felt when this whole thing was going on it's a lose lose for for Ohio State really yeah because because they they win this game everybody's going to go oh you beat Michigan without Harbaugh no big yeah. deal yeah and then if you lose this game you look like
2: shit right you know so right. I mean
1: it's yeah 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 it's it's kind of a lose lose they they kind of screwed themselves there and put themselves in a <laughs> must win situation. Uh, so that is uh, going on here. But week 11, it's in the books. We've got some scores to go over. Fellas, are you ready? Yes, Let's sir. do it. Let's jump into these scores. Here are your scores for week 11 in the NFL, starting out with the Ravens and the Bengals. The Ravens go out and beat the Bengals 34-20. to Lots of major injuries in this game. Joe Burrow goes down. He is the, the, the bigger of the two, I think, in my opinion. Uh, Burrow goes down with a wrist injury. Uh, yeah, eleven for 17 101 in and a touchdown. At one point, he wasn't able to grip the ball. It was it was actually pretty telling. He goes, he's on the sideline. He's going to get ready to try and come out there. Goes to grip the ball. He's taking some practice reps, and his hand could not close around the football to actually throw the ball.
2: He was wincing. He was yeah, he was selling big time when yeah. he when he threw the uh, touchdown pass to Joe Mixon mm-hmm. uh, late in the first half. Right, and uh, and then on you saw him on the sidelines selling. That was it. Shut him down for the game. Shut him down for the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Burrow out for the season. Out for the season in this game. Mark Andrews very early in this game. He goes down, ankle injury. He'll be done. So yeah, he's done he's, for, the he's year. Out for the year. Yeah, he's been deactivated. Isaiah Likely is going to once again be taking over for Mark Andrews. This will be the second year in a row Isaiah Likely comes out in about midway through the season to take over for Mark yeah. Andrews. Isaiah Likely a very capable tight end people not talking about him enough he was capable he, he had a, a good run last year yes he did when
2: uh when andrews was out but also uh, uh lamar was out for a stretch yeah. and huntley, uh, the tyler, huntley. Hunt, tyler huntley yeah, yeah came in at quarterback and he was the one that really uh did a lot for isaiah likely it'll be interesting to see if lamar can do that as well
1: yeah i want to see if, if likely becomes a uh You know, the type of player that that is going to wind up being a a very uh, high-volume target the way that Mark Andrews is for Lamar Jackson. But in the wake of Mark Andrews being down, Lamar getting the ball to Odell Beckham Jr., four receptions, 116 yards, had himself a game. And also Gus Edwards, you know, he's been on kind of a touchdown
2: tear lately. OBJ, as he's called, Mm -hmm. he was injured Duke. Yep, yep, yeah. he was hurt. Went, went down, had a, uh, got a shoulder injury as well. Yep. I'm not sure what his status is uh, coming up for this week, but, hey, he uh, showed up. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> that was the he showed up when it was nut-cutting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Edwards getting in the end zone twice, 62 yards. You know, Gus Edwards hasn't been getting the volume that I expect. Unsung hero. He is. He gets in the end zone a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, 62 yards on 12 carries is pretty damn good. A lot of people talking about Keaton Mitchell. Not enough people talking about Gus Edwards in this situation. So, well, Keith Mitchell's he, he's the
2: one that you pay attention to out of the two because right. when he's on the field and he gets that cut to the outside or inside, of him and he's gone 20 30 yards. You know, you don't get that from Gus Edwards, you yeah. get more juice than, than Gus, yeah. But, but Gus, he puts you on his back,
1: yeah. That's that's kind of where it's at. I mean, you give that man 20 carries, I think we're talking about. Eighty to hundred yards a game, and, and that's that's kind of where he's been headed, which is a pretty damn good stat. Line Goal line monster. Oh yeah, he's getting in that end zone. Uh, Lamar, I mean, envy quality stuff, right? Am I am I missing something there, Alex?
0: Um, he only had sixteen uh, completions for two hundred sixty-four yards. He had two touchdowns, uh, but he only threw the ball twenty-six times. So yep. you know, gone, gone, seem to be the days um, where. He's running more than he's passing, although he did have nine carries for fifty-four yards. Um, I think you know, I we've noticed that Lamar's accuracy has improved over the years because what was the biggest criticism we had about him? He was a mobile quarterback. He was a running quarterback, kind of like old Boston Fields. But the difference is Lamar's evolved his game to the point where he can he can be a pocket passer. He can be a passing quarterback. So. It's part of the reason why this Ravens team is the most dangerous in the league, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I every time I see uh, uh, Lamar Jackson in this Todd Bodkin system, I'm more and more impressed. Uh, the way he's been playing this year, this is probably the best football Lamar Jackson has played his entire career, honestly. I mean, he's not running all over the place. He's not getting himself into situations where he's going to get hurt, uh, he's throwing the ball effectively, standing strong in the pocket. He's protecting himself a lot more than he was before. There were occasions where he was taking hits that he had no business taking. Uh, and and here we are. I mean, 16 for 26. It's not a world-beating stat line, but 16 for 26, 264, two touchdowns. Standing strong in the pocket. It's good complimentary football. We'll see. You don't like it, huh? Again. We'll but when see. But it, yeah. when,
0: when it comes to oh. nut-cutting time.
2: I'm just waiting. Just waiting. Uh, it, 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 there's a group of guys I'm waiting on.
0: Yeah,
3: wait, waiting Lamar, for the
2: meltdown. Lamar leads it. Yeah, Dak Prescott. is in two. Yep, guys that when when it's necessary and when you need it, they don't show up. Wait, show me something, yeah. right? Those yep. two, those are cheap. The the top two guys for me this season. Yeah, you know, so I'm just waiting.
1: Just waiting to see what they do. Yep. Um, moving on to the next one around that division, the Cleveland Browns go out and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 13-10. But Lamar has been playing really good football. Yes,
2: he has. For the most part. Right.
1: For the most part, he's been playing really good ball. Uh, the, the Browns go out and beat the, the Steelers 13-10. to uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson comes uh, in, gets his, yeah, gets his first win. This one is a very tough game, and both teams, putting it the defense putting their, their team on their back here. Kenny Pickett, 15 for 28, 106. Just a disaster. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 24 for 43, 165 and a pick. Uh, the big story for me in this game was Jalen Warren. Uh, nine carries, 129 and a touchdown. He is a better rusher, uh, you know, than anybody that that squad, really. Najee He's Harris. leagues
0: ahead of Najee Harris. He, he, had, he had 12 carries, but only 35 yards.
1: I feel like every time I look up, we're talking about Jalen Warren. Uh, uh, breaking off a big run or a pass out of the backfield for big yardage. Jalen Warren's the better running back on this team. I just don't understand why he's only getting nine carries. This guy should be getting 20 carries a game. Boots, am I missing something there? Well, no.
2: Jalen Warren is not a 25-carry back, right? No, no. He's best at 15, maybe 18. But you need Najee Harris to be continually involved in the game because Najee Harris is one of those backs who the longer the game goes... The better he gets, he's right. one of he's one of those long game type of the guys where you got Jalen Warren, who's the quick burst, boom, boom, boom guy, and it works for this offense. Now, going forward, we'll know we'll really know what it looks like because I don't want to spoil anything. But there's some news that we got to get through later. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Warren, he is the better of the two, but you don't want to you don't want to put too much of a load on him because right. that's not. Again, that's not his style, but you need both of these guys, and they're doing a wonderful job
1: uh, splitting the carries. And then over on the Browns' side, uh, Kareem Hunt, 12 carries for 36 yards. Jerome Ford, 12 carries for 31 yards. What about Rome? They struggled to run the football against the Steelers' defense. It yeah. seems like that's been a going trend all year long. Team struggling to to actually – I mean, the Steelers' defense been keeping them in games. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, and that's a, a calling
2: card, a staple, especially with these two teams, is that they're going to run the ball and they're going to play tough run defense. Yeah, so it's not a surprise to anybody. But Jerome Ford continues to be, you know, he, he's a, a workhorse type. Yeah, you know, he he can handle that that type of load. But yep. again, the Browns they don't want <laughs> to. They, they've got Kareem Hunt, so why would we just give all the carries to Jerome Ford when we? Can utilize the skill set of Kareem Hunt also.
1: Yeah, Kareem Hunt, uh, special running back. I, you know, that's they. They, it, it was home run hitter. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's a home run hitter. Uh, we got to remember, you know, people oftentimes have to be reminded. Kareem Hunt led the r- league in rushing one year. Yeah, you know, yep. I mean, so it was. We we are too far removed from that.
2: From Kareem Hunt, from I, I, Toledo. Is he from
1: Toledo? Rockets. Wow, I didn't know mm. he was from Toledo. Uh, that's uh, getting real close. But I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, next up, we got Dolphins and Vegas Raiders. The Dolphins win this game, uh, twenty to thirteen. A little closer than expected. I'm surprised with the Raiders. They're sitting at five and six right now, which I didn't realize their record was as good as it is. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, twenty four for forty one, two seventy one. A touchdown, three picks on the day. Your boy Oof. Aiden O'Connell. Oof. Hey. Two of them against Jalen
2: Ramsey. He's good. He's. He- He's starting his NFL career. Yeah, he's starting it all right. I mean, he's about to be in it pretty soon, too, at this rate. I like O'Connell. He's accurate, he, and, he, and he's got a keep-going mentality.
1: Yeah, he, he throws the ball really accurately to to Jalen Ramsey <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Devontae Adams, seven receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown. There's Devontae Adams getting involved. On the other side, just the Dolphins doing Dolphin things. To a tongue of Aloha, 28 for 39, 325, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Raheem Mostert having himself a weirdly good year. Tyree Kill still working toward breaking Calvin Johnson's record. Right now, he's on pace for 2,046 yards at this current moment. We have got to say it right. <sighs> Raheem Mostert. Must start. Must, must, must start.
0: yeah. Because he must start. 22 <laughs> carries, 86 yards. And well, it's kind of low, low numbers for a running back of his caliber, especially given the carries that he's received. But... You know, he, he's definitely the bell cowback of this team. Would you not agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of people are are expecting Devin A. Shane. The, the injury issues to A. Shane have, have always raised questions to me when he got drafted. You know, I think he did have a, something of a degenerative knee issue, if I'm not mistaken, going on there. But it, I think uh, uh, Raheem Mostert or Mustard or whatever the hell we're going to call him these days, 20. Uh, 20- <laughs> carries 86 yards. He's had a really good year, believe it or not, and, yeah. and he is on our MVP rankings right now. Uh, he's not, he's not the last guy on the list He that made it in that top 15 of the MVP rankings. Um, Raheem Mostert just having himself a good year. Tyree Kill though, man, he's the story for the Dolphins. Even with Jalen Waddle coming back, he's the guy that's been getting all the looks, all the targets, all the receptions. He's on pace for big numbers. I mean, on pace to break Calvin Johnson's uh, uh, receiving record single season. I mean, this is an exciting thing. He said he was looking for 2,000 yards, and man, he is doing his damnedest to get to that 2,000 yard mark, right?
2: Yeah, he is. He is. But I uh, need to talk about Mustard a little bit, a little bit more. I've been critical of, of Raheem Mostert for the last few years because of his, of, as we say, the availability and yeah. reliability, yep, yep, yep. right? But he's shown that now. He's been healthy, and you can see the burst, the quickness, the vision. Um, he's been using in the speed, the long speed that he has Sure, a, a, in this offense fits perfectly with what they do.
1: Yeah. 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 They've been doing a great job using him and he got picked up. We got to remember his head coach is the former offensive coordinator in San Francisco. Both those guys coming from the same spot. Yeah. They even have his backup in Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Him. Who, because who they know exactly what he can yeah, do. Exactly. They know these guys, you know, they know the system and they know that then Jeff Wilson, Last year, when uh, Moster went down, guess what? Jeff Wilson played extremely well and in that that the Miami system. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a, a good thing. But the Dolphins getting one we're well, getting one done here. Sort of expected, you know, beating up on a bad Raiders team. Uh, Raiders kind of trying to turn it around. I don't know that they're going to turn it around, but they got a new head coach over there, an interim head coach, anyhow, Antonio Pierce. Yep, and uh, former from yeah, former line, Yep. So,
2: I think the the Ra- just real quick. I think the Raiders defense will play a little bit better going down the stretch with a more of a defensive mind to head coach.
1: Yeah, he's he's actually done a pretty good job. I mean holding Miami to twenty points is is no easy feat here, especially when you're in Miami. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's not not an easy thing to do. Uh they do need a quarterback over there. It's it's pretty uh, blatantly obvious here. They need a QB over there. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is it. And I don't think that they're sold on if, Aiden O'Connell.
2: If you can if you can get Aiden O'Connell Best uh, receivers that you can. I think he'll be he'll be fine it, with Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs. Another year in that system and a, a better offensive coordinator of Ben Johnson, maybe. Oh man,
1: Ben Johnson.
2: Then you ben could. Johnson. Then I
1: can see Aiden O'Connell thriving. But I I don't know if if, if they if Ben Johnson's doing anything. Mm-hmm. He's head coach. This point, he's going into a head coaching, yeah. He might and, be in
2: Vegas, you, yeah. Man, and you take that off, you take his offensive mind in the dome, mm-hmm. right? You know, indoors like that, indoors yeah. like that. You got Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, again, they, they couldn't really get him
1: going in the game because all of the uh, turnovers, right? Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> lots of turnovers in that game. Uh, next up, this one is one I'm excited for. The Detroit Lions go out and beat the, the Chicago Bears 31 26. The Lions escape in this game. Let me make that they clear. Do. They is es- <laughs> uh, they, they did. They did. They escaped. Uh, no. the <clears throat> they absolutely
0: air- did. I, I the- I've been chomping at the bit to talk about this game because the the, the, the key difference between last uh, last week, well week 10 and week 11 is the Lions, you know, played some of the best football that they've played, you know, they have getting in a heavyweight fight with Los Angeles and they just and they and they found a way to get, you know, get three points ahead this team this game jared goff goes 23 for 35 236 two touchdowns but he throws three ugly picks and three different bears players picked off jared goff and at one point the uh, the the lions were down by 12 with three minutes to go in the game somehow some way the bears choked this game away yeah this this was a chicago choke job of the very highest caliber uh, Justin Fields goes 16 for 23, 169, one touchdown. Here's the kicker, though. He had 18 carries for 104 yards. So <clears throat> you are you are looking at a, at, a, at a quarterback that basically got almost 300 yards, and a third of that was from rushing. What's the big problem that Detroit's had? Mobile quarterbacks. Yep. Uh,
1: I, I look over at this Detroit team, what I'm seeing right now, The lack of a pass rush is is prevalent right now. Mm -hmm. And and when we were sitting there in the draft, and and we were sitting there in number, uh, uh, you guys are sitting there with the top ten pick, right? We're watching the draft, top ten selections. Who was available? Anyone want to take a a guess who was available when you were sitting there before you traded down?
0: Jalen Carter.
1: Jalen Carter, and guess what? Aiden Hutchinson, he can't do it alone. And, and I'm seeing this Lions team struggle to generate any degree of pass rush over the last three games. And guess what? Jalen Carter's over here with a 90-plus PFF grade for pass rush. And I'm over here laughing myself to sleep every night because guess what? You guys opted to, to trade down, balk on B. John Robinson, balk on Jalen Carter, and you went and picked up Jaleer again, my man. And you went and picked up that bum, and ah! instead of going out and getting Jalen Carter... You know, to me, and look, I understand Jalen Carter has all kinds of off-the-field bullshit. I understand Jalen Carter's got an attitude problem, but the numbers don't lie here. Jalen Carter, when he's out on the field, he's a good pass rusher. And that's exactly what the Lions need. And I think a lot of times people think, well, Rodriguez was going to be that guy. Rodriguez hasn't been that guy, right? So, I mean, I'm just I'm looking over, like, who's your next big pass rusher? Who's going to be the guy that compliments Aiden Hutchinson? You don't have one.
2: Well, Pascal was supposed to be the one, and James Houston was uh, really good down the stretch last season. He was. So the so the idea, it, it's still there, right? The core is still there. We just haven't seen the results of that. Now, what I will say is this. I have never in my life seen the Detroit <clears throat> Lions trail for the majority of the game, turn the ball over four times, mm-hmm. and yep. still back to win.
1: But the thing is they nah, did it against a bad Bears
2: team. You have to remember that. <clears throat> the Bears were coming off 10 days rest. Their defense has been playing better and it's a divisional game. Those games are always ultra competitive and those games are always a coin flip no matter what anyone tells no. you. What no matter is- what no matter what I we have seen undefeated teams lose to a divisional rival who was who hadn't won a game. This is because th- the divisional games are much more competitive because there's more familiarity. There's mm. you see those two teams twice a year or those uh, other three teams twice a year. So the divisional games are always tougher to win than the non than non-divisional games. I don't care what anyone says.
1: And and that is true. My point is simple. This is a bad Bears team. They're 3 yep. and 8. There's no reason, no reason, why you should be losing, and and even, especially I'll, on this. I will agree with you that turning over the ball four times. To, I will agree with you there. Uh, I mean, how, 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 how do you how do you turn the ball over four times to a yeah. defense this bad? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're atrocious. Because of the
2: re- sometimes it's a bad day at the office, uh, but I at guess. The, but at the end of the day, what happens? Uh, they, they
1: barely they won, squeaked one out. They, they won again. They, the they, they barely squeaked one out.
2: But I've never seen the Lions win with that much grit.
1: Yeah, right? we're going to talk now, about
2: grit. Now, here's the thing. A few days later, <laughs> something changed. Bro. Yeah, ooh, we'll, we'll talk ooh, about ooh, that. Ooh, but ooh,
1: this, ooh. This, this Lions team, look, they struggled their last three games. And that includes the Thanksgiving one. We'll talk about that soon. They struggled their last three games yeah. to, uh, especially on the defensive side of the football, defensively. They have not been good, period. They haven't been good. Especially their secondary has been terrible. They can't produce a pass rush. They're giving up big plays all over the field. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of the 99
2: Rams. The the greatest show on turf, Rams. Where the defense was just kind of there, right? right? But the offense was so good. And as long as the defense got a timely interception or a timely turnover, Mm. something, something, right? That's what the, the Lions remind me of. I,
1: I look over at, at this Lions team and I, I see a squad right now. I believe that offensively, I feel like the script is out. The the Chargers did something. The the Bears did something, and the script is out on this team. And we're gonna be, we're gonna show you why in a little bit here. But you know the 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 script is out. You can't the, turn the ball over like that. You, you, can't. you can't. But the, the script is out on how to beat this football team, and and I looked over, going, oh, people have have figured them out. They have. They, they, this team has been figured out. They're, they're struggling. They struggled for three games straight, and now here we are. You know, they they, they squeak one out against a bad Bears team, <laughs> and and you know, it, it's this isn't the team we saw early in the season. We we can go ahead and sit and call them the mid season champions, crown them. But they are not getting anywhere near a Super Bowl. Can we talk about Jameer
2: Gibbs and his ability to catch the football out of the backfield and his ability to find the, to slow down and have patience, getting to the uh, the opening of the uh, the offensive line, right, and making the proper cut and getting upfield and getting positive yardage nine times out of ten. I'm gonna
1: Man. I'm gonna say something positive about Jameer Gibbs, believe it or not. Um, I think if he wasn't in this system he would be far better off because they don't run a lot of zone run with this team no. it's a lot of it's a lot of smash it up the middle you yeah. know and and that's and where that's David Montgomery, Montgomery is. is good for yeah. I think if Jabir gives if you say were to stick him into uh, a zone run scheme like they do in Minnesota yeah. If you put him in that type of situation where he gets outside the tackles, yeah, whoop, then then that's that's where you want him, just right up field. Oh man, and and that's where I see him be the most successful is when he's getting outside the tackles, and that's why he's been good in the passing game. That's why he's been good uh, coming around the edge, yeah. and and you don't see that often in Detroit, where they're. I mean, that's why Montgomery is the the bell cow. They they are pushing him up the middle. You know, I mean, just in the trenches all the time. But uh, but. Gibbs can he
2: can run up the middle, I and mean, here's another thing about about mm-hmm. Buggy about um, is he's shown patience and he's shown vision and he's shown that cutback and the want to right, right. and man and the, you know that's what that's that's what I really like about
1: uh, his game. Yeah, he's I mean, it, and a lot of people are, are big on him. I haven't been sold on him, but no, no you say, have not. <laughs> I have not, but I will. Say. That when you get him outside the tackles, he he can be a good runner if you get him outside the tackles, and that's what he's good for. You get him a zone run scheme, yeah. where where you got to kick that running back outside, and very much like a Dalvin Cook, he's got to get outside the tackles in order to be successful, and that's what Dalvin was always good for. Uh, you got to get him outside there. So um, with that, the the Lions go out and they they escape against the Chicago Bears, the bad Chicago that- Bears. Uh, next up, I'm not going to let that one go. I know you're laughing. Uh, next up, the Jags go out and beat the Titans 34-14. Uh, look, man, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, in spite of the injury, we got to give him credit because he's been playing well in spite of being hurt. Yeah. Uh, 24 for 32, 262, two touchdowns. Travis Etienne only had 14 carries for 52 yards. Didn't find the end zone on this day, but we just talked about him last week. And now he's back. Calvin hey. Ridley just shows up. He shows up Welcome on the Welcome to sheet. the game, Calvin yeah. Ridley. He, he didn't show up since week one. And then out of nowhere, seven receptions, 103, two touchdowns. Maybe you heard us talking shit about him. I don't yeah. know. And uh, also, DeAndre Hopkins shows up on the snatch sheet. Uh, four receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, out, Will Levis. Yeah, yeah. Will Levis, thirteen for seventeen on the day. He was one hundred fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns. It was a very Jordan Love early in the season type stat line for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't have to do a lot. Yeah, but then again, the game got away from him. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, you
0: want you want to know why the game got away from him? Derrick Henry only had ten carries for thirty-eight yards.
1: Yeah. Right. How? How? <laughs> How? <laughs> I think right now you're you're condemning. Uh, the coaching over there with Tennessee, right? I, I mean, yeah. at this point, you how do you, how does Derrick Henry only get ten carries? Unless that, that
0: doesn't make sense. It, it yeah. doesn't.
1: It doesn't make sense. Again, you need
2: him consistently, continually getting getting fed, as they say, throughout the game. Yep. And that will take the 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 pressure off of your young rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. as well as keep you in the game, shorten the game and allow the defense to, to, to stay rested and be competitive throughout the game, knowing you've got a, a, a tough offense to try to stop on the other side.
1: And the Jacksonville defense, you know, they they haven't really been that good all year. They they've, they've yeah. been they've been getting uh, dominated in the past game. They've had some some struggles stopping some of the better runners in the league. Derrick Henry should have been one of those guys. I mean, I think he was earlier in the year, wasn't he? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey just ripped them the previous <laughs> week. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised Derrick Henry only gets 10 carries here. you got to take the pressure off of Will Levis. you got to give Will Levis kind of limited reps as far as uh, passes and whatnot. Get Derrick Henry the football, and that's what cost the Tennessee Titans here, other than the fact that their defense was just atrocious. Yeah, uh, tre- you, tre- think, tre- you think tre- the
0: coach's seat's getting warm?
1: Oh, Mike Grable's seat's been warm, I think. I, I think at the beginning of this season there were some questions. Now there's there's big-time questions about Mike Grable. I think he's okay for another year. Really? Yeah.
0: Not mm. Even, mm. Well, I mean, it all depends on if Derek Henry decides to stay with Tennessee or decides to run out the door.
1: Yeah, I'd be running out the door. I'd be, I'd be you know, bowling over their staff, too, like he does, just stiff-arming guys and throwing them <laughs> down the just hell like, out of he, my
0: way. Either get the me bus- a contract or get me traded.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, it, that that's got to be a frustrating situation. But the Jags, I mean, just doing what they do right now. I think they're leading their division. They're at seven three right now. They're in yeah. in, in the playoffs. Uh, if if it were to end today, they'd be a playoff team. I like the Jags. I don't necessarily love their chances moving into a Super Bowl situation, but Ooh. as a playoff team, you know, I could see them in the divisional round. I could I could see them.
2: Yeah, did didn't make it hurt mid car team. I don't. I don't see them main eventing. Here. No,
1: no, I don't either. Yeah, if, I don't.
0: If see the them. season ended right now, they'd be going up against the Cleveland Browns, and that would be a really tough game.
1: Well, I, really, could, I, I could
0: see a Cleveland upset on Jacksonville.
1: I, I could, but uh, that quarterback situation, I think, would be too much. I, I honestly think the Jags would wind up winning that game.
2: It depends on where it is. If it's in Cleveland, the, the Browns win. If it's in Jacksonville, then I would give the nod to the Jaguars. Just the home because field advantage. Home field because yeah. of the quarterback. You're right. Trevor you Lawrence know, is better. Trevor Lawrence is a better yep. quarterback but. than anything they have right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're sure. going in Cleveland. Cold, Cold snow, road. good rains, defense,
1: ice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Give me the Browns. All
1: right. Uh, next up, the Packers go out and squeak one out against the Chargers, twenty-three to twenty. The Packers go out and get one done. Uh, Jordan Love, man. Last cu- look, folks. I gotta, I gotta tell you. I, you know, I, I've been looking out all the, the social media and all the people, all the Packers fans, all the Packer backers, you know, they've been talking all about how, all oh, the Packers are so improved and, oh, my God, look at look at what we've done and da-da-da-da-da. Hang on. Hang on. Packers fans. I got to level with you. You, you. you went out and you beat a bad Chargers team. De- well, I won't say a bad Chargers team. A middle-of-the-road Chargers team with a bad defense. Ooh. A bad defense. Okay. Yeah, you went out and beat a bad Chicago team. You lost to the Steelers. I mean, like it's it, you're not beating anybody good, okay? And that's that's the big thing. They, you know, just like the Vikings right now are in the softest part of their schedule. Okay, they're getting ready to take on a, a Bengals team, sans Joe Burrow, you know, pretty soon here. And they're, yeah, they're getting ready to take on looks like a win. They're, they're getting ready to take on a bad Chicago team this weekend. If they yeah, beat, it looks chi- like a win. Yeah, that it looks like it also looks like a win. You know, and and I'm over here looking like, you know, you're taking on bad teams right now, so don't get too excited. You beat a Chargers team that has no defense, okay, none, and you only managed to put a 23 on him. Now, Jordan Love, to his credit, has played better football than we've seen him play all year long. Seems to be finding a bit of a rhythm here. Jaden Reed, the big... Yep, yep. Jaden Reed, the big story. Three carries, a touchdown rushing, but he's also been getting more involved in the passing game. He's actually big time. He's been... He's actually popped up on the stat sheet a little bit as one of the more consistent receivers that the, the Packers have right now, and it's, he's actually got he kind of reminds me of Rashid Rice in a way. More trust in him
2: than yep. Romeo Dubs right now, right? I agree. And but Christian Watson has now made a little bit more of an impact in the last couple of uh, games here. Yep. So that's something to to watch. Yep. And the Aaron Jones situation at the, the, the running back.
1: Woo, that yeah. running back room is. Wow, beat up. Yep, yeah. They they need. They do need more running backs. They they need better running backs over there. I agree. I I think they're going to have to go into the draft and find their bell cow back. And they're also going to have to find themselves an offensive tackle because David Bakhtiari is just never there.
2: No, never there. Availability, reliability. It's
1: time, right? Yeah, it's it's been time. It's been time for five years now. I mean, but
2: to the Packers' credit, they are a quality organization, one of the best in the league, and they do. Hey, and they do. Um. Honor their players and respect their players. Aaron Rodgers, that situation—that that's an outlier, right? you, you you
1: bought one of those silly pieces of paper, didn't you? I <laughs> it's a quality organization, didn't? That, uh, didn't you? That does right by their players. You, you got it at home, don't you? No, the wife. The, the wife's a Packers fan, isn't she? I I knew it. I knew it. You got those silly hundred dollar pieces of paper, didn't you? I we knew. All minority
0: the owner of the of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs>
1: You you got one of those silly hundred dollar pieces of paper sitting in the plaque at home, right? You got it framed. Oh Lord. Um and then over on the Charger side, I mean Justin Herbert looking pretty good. Twenty one for thirty six, two sixty two touchdowns. Keenan Allen was the big story, ten receptions, hundred and sixteen yards and a touchdown. He's currently on the MVP list for our show. Uh man, Keenan Allen's been having himself like very great season. Yeah, a great season. I mean, this is if he's he's had good seasons. This is a great season. Yeah, Big Mike
2: Williams goes down earlier in the year, yep. and the the offense has continued to move forward with Keenan Allen as the driving force and Austin Eckler at the running back spot, mm. who continues to show that he is a a top running back in this league, uh, bar none. Yeah, I'm I'm top
1: love it. Five dead or alive. I, I'm loving the Keenan Allen stuff. Uh, it, the, the thing about Keenan Allen, though, and, and again, availability and reliability throughout his career has been questionable. You know, we we don't know if Keenan Allen's going to stay healthy. Uh, when he is healthy, he's a damn good player. But here's the thing: he's tough, right? Uh, yeah. When you, he plays
2: through a lot of injuries, yeah, you he has through all those years. So he doesn't miss a ton of time, but you you just worry because. Uh, he's entered this week. Uh, right, he's entered yeah, this week, yeah. but he continues to practice. Or he may not practice, but he continues to play
1: and produce. Yep. So, I mean, uh, the, the Chargers, they drop one to the Packers. They're down to they four and six. never should have lost that game. They shouldn't have. They allowed <laughs> them to come one back, and yeah. that, that was the, the surprising one there. Yeah. Next up, Texans go out and beat the Cardinals 21-16. C.J. Stroud, 27 for 37, three thirty two touchdowns, but has his first three-interception game but still finds a way to get the W. You got to love right. that. Got to
2: love that. That's what we call bounce back. That's what we call got to have it. That's what we call nut cutting time. <laughs> yep. CJ Stroud
1: passes with flying colors. He is the real deal. I'm I'm yep. convinced. It got me convinced. Alex, you love yourself some CJ Stroud, don't you?
0: Yep. He is definitely one of the, he is the best quarterback that came out of this draft. As you have said multiple times on this show. And this performance, you know, solidifies it. I mean, now granted, granted, you have to you have to have a grain of salt here. This is a Cardinals team that is circling the bottom of the drain. They are yeah. they are the second worst team in the FC and I believe the second worst team in the league, right behind right ahead of the Carolina Panthers. That said, all year, what have we said? The Cardinals, despite their record, have been weirdly competitive, and you also have to take in mind <clears throat> this isn't like Josh Dobbs leading the the, the the Arizona Cardinals. This is Kyler Murray. He went twenty for thirty, two fourteen, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, you know James Connor getting it done on the ground. Not he you know, only had fourteen carries for sixty-two yards. Uh, but you know, you know. Um, if we take a look, there's somebody else we need to shout out on the Texan side of the ball, and that is a, a card-carrying member of the bootleg B team, Tank Dell. Eight yard, eight receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. The kid's been the kid's been on fire the last several weeks, has he not?
2: Yeah, yes, sir. Game-winning touchdown catches.
1: Come on, now. Yeah, Tank As Dell, a rookie. Tank Dell is one of those guys. Um, He's shown up. I, you know, Nico Collins may be listed as wide receiver one over there, but Tank Dell is the best receiver they have on that team right now. He Absolutely. is a special receiver. lacks a little bit in the size department, but still goes up there. makes some. Great, he made a great catch in the end zone. Yes, he did a big. I, I was watching that. And I came out of my seat for that one. I was like, damn. Yeah. Uh, it was a beautiful catch. Devin Singletary also twenty-two carries, one hundred and twelve yards. This is the best we've seen Devin Singletary look his just entire career. A, just a little locomotive, right? Yeah, just, just, just twenty
2: just carries, one
1: hundred and twelve. I mean,
2: five-one average is pretty damn good. Yeah, thirty against the Bengals. Yeah, right. Twenty-two here. Yep. this is as as they say, bell cow usage. This is how he was used in in college. Yes. and this is the quite frankly the best usage. He's not a, a, the biggest of running backs. Yeah, but at at the rate that he gains yardage,
1: right, and continues to produce it, well, why not? Yeah, why not? Just keep going for it, right? Yeah. Um, and a guy that I think right now, even though he didn't have, like, a huge stat line in this game, but he did get in the end zone, a guy that's having a career year right now, Dalton Schultz, by the way, uh, sitting up as a top five tight end this year. Yeah. He's been having a fantastic year this year. Uh, yeah. Much, much better usage than in Dallas. I'm convinced Dallas is a place like Seattle where, like, tight ends go to die yeah. And and Schultz comes up in, in a big way, he's become a trusted target for C.J. Stroud. Stroud's been hitting him a lot this year, and yeah. he's been getting in the end zone. He's been, he's been getting yardage. He's been getting points. He's been doing a great job.
2: As traditional for uh, rookie quarterbacks to look for the safety valve right yeah, in the middle yeah. of the field, the Sh- Dalton Schultz is one of the best in the business when it comes to that, yeah. getting up the seam and making the catch. And getting across the middle of the field and, and getting upfield and the ball is being placed perfectly mm-hmm. for him to continue to do that. He's not getting – he being C.J. Stroud, he's not getting Schultz cracked
1: across the middle
2: right. with bad passes and inaccurate passes. Yeah, he's
1: he's been really threading the needle nicely. Stroud, I, to me, I think he's the best quarterback out of this draft. The three interception game, little concerning, but – like we said, the Cardinals have been – this is a bad Cardinals defense, but the Cardinals have been competitive, yeah. and it's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Right. Didn't Jared Goff just throw three picks, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, well, probably.
0: here's the deal. Jared Goff is not a rookie quarterback. He's been in the league for a couple of years.
1: Right. right. So, yeah. it, it but, but happens. The, the Texans playing good complementary football here. Yeah. That's That's been the big thing for them, and, and uh, they're getting a lot of love out of Will Anderson as well. He's been damn good this year. Yeah. Uh, as mm-hmm. expected. Oh, yeah.
2: uh, Arizona? Hey not really a quality organization no not at all and no they continue to put kyler murray out there on the field yeah why I, but who knows
0: i don't know you, got, <laughs> you you got me boots
2: you got two games now hey this is he's really good he's, yep. he's back to be he's back to 100% he looks like kyler he looks like kyler okay let the offers roll in yep. put him on the bench i'm a, i'm going to keep saying it why are you playing this guy yeah, you're, you're not in the, you're not making the playoffs you're not making a play yep. you're not doing anything you're just trying to justify the contract I guess and then continue to get him possibly injured in the process so mm-hmm. now if he does get
1: injured now you're stuck with him either. I'm gonna keep saying it. we'll see yeah yeah we'll see how it works out another um, team that's not making the playoffs the Carolina Panthers drop one the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys 33 to 10 the Cowboys Continuing to roll, Dak Prescott has just an iffy stat line. I mean, it was it was just a very regular stat line. 25 for 38, 189, two touchdowns, but he gets it done.
2: Hey, here's the thing. Going on the road, Carolina, it's a quiet, sneaky, good defense. Yeah, it's a
1: sneaky, good pass defense over there. Especially coming off of a, a mini buy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the, the Cowboys, you know, they, they get it done here. The defense does a good job keeping Carolina at bay, you know, keeping them to 10 points. Bryce Young, 16 for 29, 13, 123, a touchdown and a pick. You know, yeah. he has no offensive line. I'm going to keep saying, no. did not, they
2: did not, they being the Carolina Panthers, did not put Bryce Young in a position to succeed, unlike the Houston Texans. Yeah, we, who we thought we'd
1: say that. Well, and but you look at the Houston Texans, and what did they do? They went and signed what? Laramie Tunsil in their yeah. offseason to a big contract. So you look over at, at the Panthers, and it, I, I talk about this with like, like free agents, and we talk about this with like the New York Jets, for example. Yeah, you made an investment in a big time quarterback. Yeah. you made a big time investment, and then you did not protect your investment. You took you took your your exactly. convertible, you took your Lamborghini convertible. Yeah, and you left it downtown Detroit. Yeah. You know. And just, <laughs> You, know,
0: yeah, was, you, bro- you broke one of the side mirrors, and then everybody else just took away the hubcaps and the whole nine yards.
1: On Detroit, and then you came outside of the apartments up on bricks, right? <laughs> I was just gonna say you left it in the driveway. You at least put it in the garage. Put it garage, in the garage, yeah. Right? yeah uh, Tyler and I used to say that all the time. Put it, at least put the thing in the garage, right? <laughs> the, in the garage, and 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 that's that's just what it is. You didn't keep it in the garage. You you left it in downtown Detroit, and yeah. then. And then when it showed up on cinder blocks, when you walked out of your house the next day or your apartment yeah. or wherever you're staying, yeah. you popped out and went, "Oh wow. shit!" Yeah. So I mean, there, there you. Are. I mean, you're bright. Yeah. coming. Yeah,
0: the, to- the Panthers organization gets the mm, mm, mm award. This, you know, just just the whole year. It's the whole yeah. year.
1: My good lord! You know, and and you <laughs> you're just loving it, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Man. You have brought. I got to tell you, you have brought more catchphrases <laughs> to this show than anybody could have ever expected and i'm here for it i'm here for
0: it we got shirts for days here people
1: i mean i mean from nut cutting time to slow clap to (laughs) mm, 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 i mean like why like how stuff like that i just (laughs) this the shit that that you say has just Uh stuck so much i love it so um the the Cowboys get one done, thirty three to ten. The Panthers drop down to one and nine. The downside to the Panthers, they're over here getting their asses kicked and they're not even getting anything for it. They yeah, they're they're just giving that draft pick away to the Chicago yep. Bears. Yep. Unbelievable, Tony. Mm-hmm. Pot- Good. Yeah, he he did a little bit. Yeah. He 12 carries uh, 61 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he Tony Pollard, though, has been kind of pedestrian this year. We haven't seen a lot of Tony Pollard.
2: No, with the offensive line as good as it is. But the passing game has been working bananas. Right. Right. But here's the thing. They're not trying to continually keep tony pollard involved in the running game mm. and again maybe that's because they know what they have and they know they only have a 15 carry back
1: right i i look i i know that you said mm, yeah I, and i know that you're you're responsible i i really like that rico dottle kid every time i see him i, I he's breaking <laughs> off something every time i see him he's i'm like rico dottle just put up another every time he gets the ball i'm like oh yeah. he just had an eight yard run yeah oh, oh there he is on, oh that's another seven yard run look at yeah. him look at him looking good and every now yeah. and then he breaks one off and so like man Rico Dowdle, like out of nowhere, like yeah. Every now and then he gets the ball, and you're like, okay, okay, I like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know that he'll ever be a bell cow back, but I like, him. I like Rico Dowdle. Yeah, and and you know, Hand carries per week. Yeah, I, but you know. if if Pollard went down, I'd feel comfortable with Rico Dowdle. I would because I did, yeah, because again, Pollard is an
2: RB two. Yep, right. Dowdle, we'll see if he's an RB one. I, I think he's he's a. He's okay. Yeah, I think he's, he's, okay.
1: he's you know, high. at this point, I think he's kind of a low-end RB, two at this, you know, yeah. you can look at him right now. But if he comes in as a backup, do I feel comfortable? Do I think he could handle the same uh, workload and do the same things that Tony Pollard is? Yeah, yes, I, I do. I absolutely. think he can. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. So the, the Cowboys get it done. Next up, the Giants beat the Commanders? What? 31-19. Uh-huh.
2: New York,
1: New York. Out of nowhere, Tommy DeVito, 18 for 26, 246, three touchdowns. And uh, the Commanders, we'll be talking about them soon. Uh, this, yeah.
2: You know, uh, this was kind of like, uh-oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, Ron Rivera, his seat has got to be piping hot right now. His ass has got to be on fire. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam 31 for 45, 256, a touchdown, but three picks from Sam Howell in this situation just seems mm-hmm. kind of obscure, especially with the Giants. And again, this is why we say this is a
2: perfect example, right? As well as the commanders have been playing right offensively, All mm-hmm. right. Here comes a divisional opponent. You're playing at home. Yeah. And here comes your a divisional rival. And they put 31 on you.
1: Yeah, just mm-hmm. dumped it. And who knows and a bad Giants team, right? Yep, bad Giants team, and they still come in and beat them. Yep. and and I I also let's let's we'd be remiss to if we didn't say it a really bad Commanders defense. Like, and I'm Ooh. blown away. I'm blo- you know on one end, I'm blown away by it, but on the other end, let's we, we would they gave away Chase Young, yep. gave yep. away Josh Sweat, just started selling the farm, right? Yeah. And 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 then they wonder why their defense Montess. got pounded by by Tommy DeVito. And because
0: was, they lost all their pass rushers,
1: gave away Montez yeah. Sweat. Right, He same just handed with, them And they went out to Seattle. Yeah, same, same deal. Right, Montez Sweat goes out the door, goes to Chicago. You got you got Chase Young going out to San Fran. You, yeah. you sold your star players, right? Yeah, and you just send them out the door, and now you're like, oh, what happened? We can't get to the quarterback. Yeah, we can now. The quarterback has all
2: kinds of time to find path of, to find receivers, right? And look what happened.
0: Exactly. The so, organization selling the farm. They're realizing that this, this team is not going to make the playoffs. This team is not going to get anywhere near competition. They're sitting at 4-8, and eight and they're sitting there going, okay, these new owners are going, we're going to rebuild this from the ground up. I will be gobsmacked if Ron Rivera still is the head coach at the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I, I think he should be out. I think they should be looking at Eric Enemy. I think they do need to find a new defensive coordinator, which, I mean, we'll talk about that soon. Uh yeah, the the commanders he's about to be done to done yeah yeah Rodman is about to be without a job I am convinced of that I believe that same with Brandon Stanley I think he's gonna be out of a job too the commanders go ahead and drop this one to the Giants they're they're two teams that aren't gonna make the playoffs but oof that is embarrassing and when when you see an embarrassing win like this I'm surprised that that, that Rivera wasn't gone already yeah yeah you know so that that's what gets me about that. But Saquon Barkley
2: looked great yeah. in the, in the win. Um, yeah. Who he can play. 14 for 83. He continues to produce despite being yep. on a bad team, right? Two touchdowns out of the backfield, 57 yards. And he's always been able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, when you look at his first uh, year, two years in the league, mm-hmm. he was catching the ball out of the backfield. I don't know why they went away from that. Right. Because if you've got a quarterback to – Quality caliber of Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. you got to throw it, get the ball to your playmaker.
3: Yeah. And say,
1: "On Barkley is a premier playmaker. Let him make plays with his legs. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So uh, the Giants, they, they pick up the W here, 31 19. Next up, the Niners show up 27 14 against the Bucks. They uh, get the W here. The Bucks, man, you know, it, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago. We're right back to it. That Baker Mayfield magic has worn off all that excitement gone, Um, Uh, and Brock Purdy.
2: Come on. on. He had a a two-game stretch, right, where he caught a couple of teams by surprise, Minnesota being one of
1: them. Yep. Right? And that's that. I mean, and and if you look at at the numbers, you know, Kate Otten has been the the star of the show for them for the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Four receptions, 49 yards. Exactly. They're tight end. Uh, Mike Evans, five receptions, 43 yards. He does get in the end zone here, but is Mike Evans even on pace for 1,000 right now? I've got to wonder about that. Because if he doesn't do that, that'll be the first year in, what, 10 years that he hasn't done yeah. that? So that would be interesting. Over on the Niner side, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, elite game manager. 21 for 25, 333. Brandon Ayuk was the big story here, though. Five receptions, 156, and a touchdown. Had himself oh, a huge
2: game. Huge game. I've always liked Brian, Brandon Ayuk's game.
1: Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. This is probably the best season he's had uh, since, since becoming a 49er. Uh, a lot of... There have been a lot of years where you're like, eh, Brandon Ayuk, he's just a wide receiver too. He, yeah. he kind of almost fit into, and I hate to put it like this, he almost fit into that Anquan Bolden sitting behind Larry Fitzgerald role for a little while there, where, yeah. over and now he's really flourishing if they don't get Brandon Ayuk signed to a big time deal i could see Brandon Ayuk going somewhere and being a wide receiver one in one of those places because he's that guy he's got yeah. that game he's shown this year he has that level of game
2: yeah he's evolved yeah his his game has has evolved into now they got to get him con- continue to get hit the ball to him mm-hmm. you know all game long yeah if there's if there's a team out there that and he a- blocks like a he blocked like a, a tight end or a tackle, yeah. bro. He's, he's got the size field, for it. He's downfield blocking, and and I saw this in the game that uh, that just took place uh, the other day, where Brandon Ayuk hadn't had caught one pass all, all game, and then he makes a spectacular block downfield, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, I, I'm kidding you not, they're gonna reward him and throw him the ball. In the very next play,
1: Brock Purdy
2: threw him the ball, and it was a touchdown.
1: Yep. Man. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, he, he's a special type of player. Uh, you know, in five receptions for 156 and a touchdown, He Brandon Ayuk's a good player. It just – he's in a, sit, a situation where it's a run-heavy offense, right? Yeah. You got Devo Samuel over there. You got George Kittle. There's a lot of mouths to feed, yeah. right? And, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of mouths to feed. And McCaffrey's going to be garnering 20-plus carries a game all the yeah. time in a run-heavy offense. Yeah. And then you got you know a game managing quarterback, but Brandon Ayuk, if you put him anywhere, you know, in a, in a situation where they need a true number one receiver, he is capable of being a true number one receiver. He sure is. Yeah, and if you if you stuck him, you know, say with Cleveland, if you stay, he's going to be successful if they have a proper quarterback over there. You know, if you stick yeah. him with the Tennessee Titans, you know him yeah. and him and that DeAndre Hopkins. The, here you go. That's a good possible spot for him. You know, yeah. I mean, there's. There's teams out there. You stick him with Baltimore. I think he's successful in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. You know, and I could see it. You know, there, there are situations where Brandon and I, you could go, be a true number one, and, and really put his talents on display. I think right now with the 49ers, he's putting it on display and everybody's sort of seeing it. I think he might be ready for free agency this year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to check his contract. But the Niners, man, they're back. They they had the bye week. They took that Jacksonville game. It was a get-right game. And right? they got right. right. Uh, yeah, damn right they got right. And then they go out and they beat up on a Bucks team who's got a defense that has been struggling all year long. Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Even though that's a strong Bucks run defense,
2: what does he do? It still puts up 78 yards. Come on. Yeah. And then five uh, five receptions, 25 yards, and a touchdown. Best running back in the league. Absolutely.
1: Best running back in football, as long as he can stay healthy. And, Alex, will you always talk about it? What, uh, uh,
0: availability and reliability.
1: It is. I mean, it's just what it's always been. That's always been the question with Christian McCaffrey is availability and reliability. No doubt of his talent. But is he going to be Supreme there. toughness. Yep. Right. And always gives you 100%. Yeah. It's just, you know, the question always comes in. Is he going to tear his ACL this year? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? How bad is he going to get hurt? And is he going to wind up getting hurt? And we've, we've seen so many occasions where he winds up hurt. And we're kind of, oh, I don't know, is, is, he, is he going to stay healthy? So, And that's why, you know, even in fantasy football, people avoid him. You know, people people will avoid Christian McCaffrey because you there have been so many occasions where you draft him in the first round and then he'll give you four good games, tears ACL, and then that's it. You know, you're like, oh, well, so much for that, you know. And, and there have been quite, and especially, in I, I think he's being used properly in San Francisco as opposed to the way he was used in Carolina. Carolina used to just dump the ball on him like thirty-five times a game because he was all they had, you know. I mean, and,
2: and well, if they paid a little more attention to DJ Moore right out there at the receiver spot and actually developed another receiver in Carolina, they would have had more of an opportunity. Because look at the receivers in San Francisco. Yep, Debo and Ayuk I- and Kittle. Now you look at. Exactly. Yeah. So you could have took and taken the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey to, to be the end-all, be-all for the offense, mm-hmm. right, if you'd have just been smarter with your draft picks. But yep. that's a whole nother, whole nother conversation. But, you you know, you had him, Carolina. Yeah, you had imagine, imagine Bryce <laughs> Young with, with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly.
0: Imagine, Bra- yeah. imagine Bryce Young with DJ Moore.
1: Yep. Yeah. If if, right? if he would have had that stuff at his disposal, but you, you wouldn't be getting Bryce Young in Carolina, if you didn't deal DJ Moore, that's in that true. trade. So, I mean, that's right. that's what it is. They did not mm-hmm. replace DJ Moore with a quality top guy. Mm-hmm. You, you put a, a low end wide receiver one in that place with Adam Thielen. Yes. Yep. An aging. An aging. An aging yeah. low end wide receiver yeah. one, because that's a, Adam Thielen used to be a high end wide receiver one. And then he kind of fell off. Now right. with age and you know, Father Time always wins, right? He right. does no always job. Over,
2: right. Now, yep. And now we're back to butchering the, the Carolina organization. Right again. But
1: it's terrible. Yeah, terrible organization. Terrible. Next up, Buffalo gets it done against the Jets, 32 to 6. A lot of interesting things about this game. A lot of interesting things to me. Uh look, first of all, I congratulations to Buffalo on beating the Jets so handily. Okay, and and we watched this this game, you know, get out of hand pretty quickly. The Buffalo Bills' new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, comes out, gets different guys involved, Khalid Shakir getting involved, Dalton Pincaid getting the involved. The Jets were not ready for what Brady was going to do. right, and and it was interesting to see, and and you know, the Bills get it done. Here's my thing, and and the thing that really popped to me is Stefan Diggs, four receptions, 27 yards. And they were using him in a lot of motions. Yeah. And they were almost using Steph Diggs as like a, a decoy. decoy. That's all he was. Yeah. And, and and this system. And they got it. And they got it. And, and uh, it's for a guy the caliber of Steph Diggs to only get four receptions for 25 yards and being used in that fashion mm-hmm. mm. on I get it. And yeah. you got the win, and you look good in the win, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But I look over, and I'm like, this system neuters Stephon Diggs.
2: Or we need him neutered, quote-unquote, for this game. I uh, Yeah, maybe. Because you look at Khalil Shakir, three carries, 115 in a touch. You look at Ty Johnson, three receptions, 47 in a touch. You look at all the other pieces who produced a bit by bit, right? right. Inch by inch, everything's a cinch. So... You get the ball to these other playmakers, mm-hmm. spreading the ball around, and now Step Digs. Yeah, he's neutralized, but again, he's across from Sauce Gardner, Gardner, right? Yeah. So you can exploit the rest of the defense, and they were able to do that. And the fact that you know the
1: Jets' offense is terrible. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> the Jets' offense is awful. Uh, Zach Wilson, 7 for 15, 81 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Tim Boyle <laughs> walking into the game. He has 7 for 14, 33 yards, and a pick. Tim Boyle ain't good on PlayStation. Uh, Tim Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle ain't well, imagine good.
0: Imagine what he's like in real life.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, former backup for the Lions, if I'm not mistaken, correct?
0: I believe so. Man, that's it's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Well,
2: because he, well, was, uh, he was Aaron Rodgers, a clip, clipboard guy. <laughs> But I, I,
1: if I'm not mistaken, Tim Boyle he he, he yeah, came he had, in for the Detroit yeah, Lions against Chicago cup, one yeah, year on he had Thanksgiving. A with the Lions yeah, game. yeah, I, I I he had a start there when yeah. Matt Stafford went down, which was
2: abysmal. Yeah, but he was with uh, the Green Bay organization for a long time. He was Aaron Rodgers, his, right? You know,
1: guys. Yeah. So, and and I mean, the Jets are just terrible. And and what gets me about this, it, the the number that gets me about this, your quarterback is awful. You know, your quarterback is awful. Mm. And then I, Bryce Hall, ten carries. Bryce what? Hall, ten carries. For 23 yards. Like, how are you only going to give him the ball 10 times? How? 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 Why? I, I don't understand. You you have... He's, pretty,
0: he's, he's the best running back you have on your team.
1: They did
2: have five receptions, right? I deep, deep, get a, that, but touch. how are you not handing Brees Hall the ball 20 times a game? It's it's hard to do that when you have a quarterback that can't get you the necessary the third down completion, Right in order to continue to run the ball on first and second down or, or you know first and third down because your quarterback is so awful that the opposing defense knows it and they know you can't throw the football.
1: Right. I my here's my thing. You have a defense that's really good. And and the defense has notoriously been good this year. Right. Absolutely. And and to me I feel like this was just a situation where it was not complimentary football. You yeah. got you got the offense giving the Buffalo Bills offense yeah. all the opportunities to score yeah, like over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, and and if I if I'm over here looking at this time of possession, you know, the the Bills, 36 minutes of time of possession. Yeah, they're you know. off. The, the Jets offense
2: is so bad that the defense is forced to overcompensate, <clears> and there's only
1: so much pressure you can put
2: on defense before.
1: And, and to is. me, to me, how what it comes down to is, is you know, we just talked about time of possession. You gotta possess the ball more, and you gotta find a way to keep your offense on the field, possess the ball more. Brees Hall gives you that opportunity. At least you can burn some clock, and you can keep it close. As long as you keep it close, then you know, by possessing the football on the offensive side, and I, I think Brees Hall is the answer for that. And they're not doing that.
2: But at the same time, you still need a capable quarterback to mm-hmm. make the. The first down throw yep. on you know third and five. Okay, we need it. Complete this pass. Yep. And I'm not right. going to
1: sit here and say this guy's a world beater, I mean, but you know you have pace. a guy that knows your system, and Joe Flacco sitting out there on that was yep. sitting out there on free agency, and you didn't even touch him. Yeah. You know, yep. he's more capable than Zach Wilson. Absolutely. and but, you,
2: you need a quarterback to at least keep you on pace. Right. If you've got a defense that, you know, to keep, get them rest. Right. And he knows yep. the system. It's not like he wasn't there a couple years ago. True. Last year, for, for for Christ's sake, he yeah. was there. He's a veteran. I, you can bring him in right now. They were talking about Josh Dobbs a couple of weeks back. Yep. They should have just brought in Josh Dobbs. Yeah. You put Josh Dobbs with the Jets.
1: You might be talking a different story here. Yeah. About, you know, and, and especially given how he breaks tackles and, and yep. you know, gets away when the, the the pocket starts collapsing, rounding. And he yeah. gets the ball to the best players. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's yeah. the truth. I mean, it, yeah. it just – I don't understand this Jets organization. They're going to be shopping for a quarterback, I think, in the draft for sure. Have to sit behind Aaron Rodgers because they, they need to get a guy that's going to be the future of that franchise. Offensive line. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need line. you got to get yourself you some tackles over there. you got to get yourself some guards over there. I mean, yeah. it's ugly. It's Is ugly. How ugly? Uh, bowling, uh, shoe uh, ugly. <laughs> bowling shoe ugly. Bowling shoe ugly. Yeah. It's, just, it's ugly. Uh, next up, the the Rams once again find a way to beat the Seahawks. The Rams win wow. six seventeen Ow. to sixteen. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how. Matt Stafford, who needs Tommy John surgery, stamp your bingo card, folks. Uh, yep. Matt Stafford seventeen for thirty one one ninety a touchdown and interception. Uh, Alex, you know that Matt Stafford is is you know hurting right now. We we've discussed for two years now how this man needs Tommy John and and he just refuses to get it. Uh you know, it didn't it definitely wasn't a staffer game, right? It nope. is this is the Matt staffer we're, we're notoriously seeing when he's healthy. Right. You know, but he gets it done. Uh Puka Nakua, five receptions, seventy yards and a touchdown.
2: Cooper Cup even goes out early in this game. Yeah,
1: an yep. Cooper Cup does, and he he winds up on on the injured list there, and and he's questionable for the next. Uh, I mean, they they said he might be healthy, but who knows? I mean, we we might yeah. we might see Cooper Cup out this week. There's a so, lot of,
2: without their top running back in Kyron Williams, yep. without Cooper Cup. Yep, for the vast vast majority of the game.
1: How do you? Really, the Rams. The Rams have notoriously, and I don't know why, they have notoriously had the Seahawks number. You remember earlier this year, they beat, they beat yeah. the hell out of the Seahawks sure in Week Two, yeah. or it was Week One. They, they beat the hell out of the Seahawks, and, and nobody saw that coming. No, it, it was it's just weird. Uh, DK Metcalf finally getting on the stat sheet: five receptions, ninety-four yards, and a touchdown. Sort of a pedestrian year for him. Kind of surprising, to be honest with you. Very surprising. Very surprising. And Tyler Lockett headline. It might have something to do with Gene Smith. Yeah, yeah, it
0: might be. It could be Geno Smith, but I think I found the answer to that question, how? Kenneth Walker III only had four carries for 18 yards.
1: Yeah, he did get hurt in this this game. Zach Charbonnet winds up coming in, taking over. 15 carries for 47 yards. Look, I like Zach Charbonnet as much as the next guy, but do I think he's a true number one in this league? No. Uh,
2: I believe Charbonnet is on the... uh, the lower end of the RB ones, but I believe he's an RB
1: one. To me, I think he's a high-end RB two. I, I that's right. That's where I think he's at. I, I, I just you. I don't look at him With as a flip a coin. on Yeah, it? I mean it, it. Just I think Kenny Walker is. I mean, then this year Kenny Walker's been really good. By the way, he's yeah. been top ten running back I and mean, yeah. easily having a great year out of the University of Michigan State University. Huh? You like that? I, I got one out of Michigan State. <laughs> but, um, he's he's a, a great running back. I, I really enjoy watching him, but for Charbonnet this uh, this week, you know, he's going to probably wind up getting the start uh, for the Seahawks, you know, or he did get the start for the Seahawks. So we'll talk about that shortly. But um, yeah, the I don't know. I, I just I don't know how the Seattle defense can't seem to stop the Rams with all the injuries and with an injured Matt Stafford and you know it, it, no. No, no, Kyron yeah. Williams, no yeah. Cooper Cup, and and you yeah. still can't stop them. Can't stop them. They're the you know, the, the flying ointment. I guess. And yeah, reason. and uh, Seattle winds up being six and four in this situation where they should be seven and three and leading this division. And again, it's a divisional game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> can't explain it. It's. it's- there you go. It's wild. Royce Freeman also, 17 carries for 73 yards. Interesting there. Uh, but we'll, we'll be talking. We'll be seeing Kyron Williams pretty soon here. We'll be talking about that soon. Uh, next up, this one hurt my soul because I yep. hate Sean Payton, but it is what it is. The Broncos go ahead and beat the Vikings 21-20 to on Sunday Night Football. You know, terrible. it was terrible. Uh, the Vikings. We had them. They did. Because all the Broncos were doing
2: were kicking field goals. Yeah. Yep. So,
0: in this league, it, we always say field goals get you beat. You know, they had four of them, four so or five.
1: I I have a few thoughts here. The first thought is is I am so tired. I'm so tired, and I don't care that this was apparently his best game of the year because it was. I am so tired of Alexander Madison. Mm. I'm so done. I'm done. Ty Chandler is the better running back. Yeah. He He yep. he needs to be our one. Ty Chandler is better than Alexander Madison, he's more explosive, he runs faster, he gets outside the tackles better, he's more elusive, he is better for this system than Alexander Madison, I'm so sick of seeing Alex Madison just plow into the line and get swallowed up on every run that he has, it's just what he does, I watched a hole open up where that guy could just run right through, he had all kinds of real estate, and for seemingly no reason at all, he cuts left directly into the defensive line because he's seeking out contact as opposed to breaking off the run. He He's yep. not a good running back. He is not an RB1. He's an RB2. That's all he'll ever be. That's the ceiling for him. I am not sold on Alex Madison. Give me Ty Chandler. Give me him as a number, a number one running back. I'm so tired of Alexander Madison. And then the costly fumble that allowed Denver to come back and come back from the dead in this situation. Yep. That was on Alex Madison and his lack of ball control. He's had two fumbles all year, and both of them have come in very uh, important bad situations, time. very bad timing yeah. that have has you know we're we're in in as we call on this show all the time, nut cutting time. Yeah. And Alex Madison puts the ball on the ground because he can't control it and and control himself and handle himself as a, a true running back one. And for all you Vikings fans last year and in this offseason who sat there and said, "Oh well, you know, Alex Madison is is better or just as good as Dalvin Cook." The NFL just sent you a text message for a fucking drug test, okay? Because we all know that that's false. See, then that's
2: what we talk about when I when I talk about <clears throat> the impact of the game, the imp- how you are, are impacting the game. Yeah, right. When was this phone? If it yeah. was two minutes in in the first quarter, right? It doesn't really hurt. you. Yeah, right. it doesn't hurt at all. Right, but when, but if it's late in the fourth quarter, two minutes in the fourth quarter, and you fumble, well, now it's a whole different ball game. Right. Right, that's the impact of, of the game. So, I mean, I see Ty Chandler as an RB2, so I, I believe we got two RB2s I agree. in Minnesota. But yeah, Ty Chandler definitely gives you a... a more juice to the offense. Yeah.
1: Alex. Going into the draft, uh, you know, if I'm the Minnesota Vikings right now, heading into the the NFL draft, and I, I see my first and second round picks in front of me, am I am I remiss if I'm if I'm over here going QB running back and in, in round one and round two? I don't see. I don't yet. think
0: I don't think that's a bad situation. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, blew his Achilles out. You know, he's done so. Uh, Josh Dobbs is not the permanent solution in Minnesota. You definitely need. <clears throat> you need a quarterback for the future, and you need a running back. You need a bell cow running back that you can depend on and you can rely on.
1: Yeah, uh, if, if I look, look over and I see the Vikings get Bo Nicks and Marshawn Lloyd, I'm uh-oh. thrilled. I'm thrilled at that point. <clears throat> I am. I'm ecstatic if I see that. Okay.
2: Uh, I, are you okay? You don't like that? I mean, Bo Nix is, is, is better than he had been the, the last couple of seasons.
1: Pretty impressive,
2: yes, very much so. I wouldn't be angry about
1: it. See, and I I wouldn't be. And and look, and and we'll wind up talking about draft stuff down the line. But
2: here comes the Josh Dobbs fumble and interception game,
1: yeah. And also, just so we're clear, just so we're clear, there's going to be more of that. I I have a problem, and, and look, I you never put it in the referee's hands, I get that. There were not one, but two. Helmet-to-helmet shots that happen in this game. And we're going to be talking about Kareem Jackson in a minute here. Well, I hell, we can talk about him now. Two helmet-to-helmet shots in this game. Mm -hmm. The one that caused that Josh Dobbs fumble, helmet-to-helmet, guy led with the crown all the way. Kareem Jackson should have been ejected right there Mm -hmm. because he has a long storied history of leading with the crown of his helmet, Mm -hmm. hitting guys with the crown of his helmet, helmet helmet-to-helmet. You saw it in college. You're seeing it now. Guys like Kareem Jackson do not belong on the football field if they're gonna be doing shit like that. And right. and then later on in the game, Alex Madison, he's he's getting tackled. Once again, Jackson coming up, lowers the crown of the helmet, yeah. hits him helmet to helmet and right square in the face, right in a face mask. And Alexander and the referees standing right there staring at it. No flag on either one of them. And then we get down the line, we we get a day later. And the NFL goes and says, Oh, well, we investigated Kareem Jackson and, and and you know we decided to suspend him for another four games. The guy already got suspended for two games earlier in the year. Oh, right? He, so sweet. already got suspended for two games earlier in the year, and you find him all you find him, I think, three separate occasions for these helmet to helmet shots. Yeah. Now he's suspended for four games, so he's done it multiple times. You saw it in college, now you're seeing it here. And this guy has he's a repeat offender. He's, he's at the Vonte's Perfect School of, of Tackling People. Yeah. And then and then no flag on either one of them. And then the NFL goes and suspends them like it's supposed to be making me feel better. Number one, the flag should have been thrown on both of those plays. Yeah. Both of those plays should have been 15-yard penalties, automatic first downs. That's the first thing. So the Zebras and the NFL officiating, I want to know who had money on the Broncos. That's, Dude, that's yeah, the first man. thing I want to know. Yeah. Second thing, yeah, I... Yep, the second thing is I don't know how in the hell knowing the history that that you have with this head coach. I don't know how Sean Payton's not under investigation at this point. For all these helmet to helmet shots with Kareem Jackson. Oh, yeah. How do you not and and knowing how Bounty Gate went yeah, all them there. years ago and yeah. now suddenly he's in Denver? And you're seeing guys throw helmet-to-helmet shots, at oh, who's on the sideline? Sean Payton. You, you notice the,
2: you notice the coach didn't get fired. Yeah. But the defensive coordinator got got let go. Yeah. Because the coach couldn't couldn't take that. Oh no. No no. Yeah. You
1: know, and and I it makes me wonder how Sean Payton is not uh, uh, under investigation for this this whole situation. It makes me wonder how how they're not looking over and going. Oh well, Bounty Gate took place, and it was under your watch. And now here we are. We got a guy doing helmet to helmet shots, and and oh, oh man, maybe we should be investigating Sean Payton because this sounds to me and screams Bounty Gate 2.0. And and I'm I'm so tired. And and Sean Payton, he just like there were certain occasions where like those hits were happening, and then they would go over to him, and he's got a little smirk on his face. Like this is a Sean Payton special, and and I don't know how in hell, by the way. I don't know how in the hell Netflix has the audacity and the gall to go put out a movie making him some sort of sympathetic character because that guy is one of the biggest assholes in the entire NFL, him and his butthole-looking mouth, okay? I am so sick and tired of Sean Payton. He is a dick. And, and, And now here we are, Kareem Jackson blasting guys helmet to helmet and nothing? You're not even looking into him? Not even looking at Sean Payton? I'd be looking at Sean Payton right away knowing his history and knowing everything that we've known about that man and doing bounty gate and all this other crap going on. Now you've got a guy that's, that he has five different occasions where he's been suspended and fined for dirty helmet to helmet shots and nobody's saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we doing here? I, maybe I, I, I just, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I, I want to know what the bounty was on Josh Dodd's head. That's what I want to know. Here. So and and last but not least Monday Night Football Eagles go out and beat the Chiefs 21-17. Kind of a tight one here. Uh interesting stuff. Isaiah Pacheco 19 carries 89 yards. Justin Watson. I don't know. So continues to pop up. Yeah, randomly. Huh? Randomly comes up Justin Watson. I I just couldn't believe it. And and you know so over in in fantasy we had a guy we have a guy in our league named Kyle and and in one of the other leagues, I am in mean, with Kyle, Kyle drafted Justin Watson, and he wound up dropping him before the offseason because everybody was kind of laughing, like, you just drafted the guy because he's from the Chiefs, and he's a big Chiefs fan, you know? Right. And then here we are, Justin Watson, just having himself a game of his life. Yeah. Five yeah. receptions, 53, and a touchdown. He led the, the team in receiving interesting stuff from old Justin Watson, the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Yeah, he's hard to trust every week. Right. In terms of fantasy, but... He does provide deep threat um, and and high catch point capability to uh, the Chiefs offense. Right. Yeah. So very underrated. I I like his game. Um, He's he's been improving as a deep threat and as a go-to guy. And you have to wonder if he and Mahomes develop even more chemistry. How good of a dude.
1: yeah, and and it seems like Mahomes right now is in the midst of developing chemistry with several players. She Rice, he's already got the chemistry with Travis Kelsey, getting there with Kadarius Tony a little bit, getting there with Justin Watson a little bit. So he's developing some a, a rapport with certain players on this football team. I think Kadarius Tony
2: might cry if he didn't get the football. So Mahomes, just here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <One or two. laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Shout out to yeah. Week One.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rasheed Rice, uh, however, has been doing well. Bootleg B team, four receptions, 22 yards. You know, and and the guy I like, Alex. I know you like him. I like him a lot. Isaiah Pacheco, 19 carries, 89 yards. He, this guy, this, this is this is the workload he should have gotten right. 19 carries, 20 carries. He's this one he carried back. Yep, yeah, that's it. I agree. Yep. Uh, I'm with you, Alex. What do you think?
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, he is the bell cow back at this point. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alera only got two carries for 20 yards so the the proof is in the pudding. Uh CEH is uh DOA. Uh yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco's the the guy. He he's the guy. In, in seventh round draft pick, you know, who would have thought? And yeah. you know, you you occasionally you find a you find a diamond in the rough and Isaiah Pacheco is one of those. He's a
1: very violent runner very violent runner I mean yeah. just the way he hits guys and I mean the way he runs through the trenches and he, he's got speed too I didn't realize how fast he was until he broke one out you know earlier on in the year like, yeah
2: it's quick yeah he doesn't have uh long speed he, he's a 20 you get 20 30 yards out of him I mm-hmm. think you can get hopped down from behind but he gives you good speed yeah consistently throughout the game yeah and he gets tougher as the game goes on that's and another he, thing
1: love Pacheco's game. Yeah, that's a big thing. He he does get stronger as the game goes on. The more carries he gets, the yeah. better he is. Uh, the They Chiefs, give you
2: a little bit out of the backfield, but, you know, a, a catch or two, but that's not what you want to consistently do with him.
1: Right. And and I, I really love his game. He's been doing really well. I, meanwhile, on the Eagles side of things, Devontae Smith was the big story. Six receptions, 99 yards. I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts running a little bit. 12 carries, 29. He got in the end zone twice. Passing-wise, eh, kind of iffy, but that Chiefs yeah. defense has been good this year. Very good, yeah. Been good defense. Yeah.
2: yeah, DeAndre Swift looking better than I've seen him look his entire career. Yep. I got to yep. give credit where credit is due. Availability and reliability, right? That's been the mm-hmm. the, the you know the iffy. And he was really good in Detroit last year. Yep. You got to give the credit where credit is due. And he's continued that into this year for Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and also, I want to jump in. Those are our scores for Week 11. Jumping into these Week 12 games, we had four Week 12 games go on. Uh, the the uh, uh, Thursday night, or the, the Thursday games, we had three Thursday games for oh, Thanksgiving. Philly
2: Reed really, really needed that game, too, by the way. Yeah. For their, they, for their mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Right? A, uh, Kansas City didn't really need that game because yep. all of their goals are still in front of them. they were still at the top of the AFC, right? And yeah, that, yeah. That, that's Philly. That was their Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: well, it, the, yeah, they needed to they needed to stay ahead of the line- and uh, they they got they got a little help staying ahead of the lie downs in this next one. <laughs> the Thursday Thanksgiving games, the Packers beat the Lions twenty nine twenty two. cobbled them up. Look, I, I've been saying it, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it again. In the words of Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. The Lions are not a good team. They can't beat anybody good. I said it all last week. I stood on my soapbox last week. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say the Green Bay Packers are good because they're a bad team. But the Lions fumbling the ball, interceptions. Uh, You know what? Shame on that offensive line for letting Rashawn Gary do whatever they wanted to do. But I will say this. The guy that was on the field that was getting beat up by Rashawn Gary, Soresdahl is the guy that's been getting beat up, and, and he's a backup uh, a backup offensive lineman. He's played both guard and tackle for them this year. Really good rookie, though. Uh, he hasn't been good this year. I mean, he's been getting his ass whooped, and he wounds up getting getting beat up by Rashawn Gary. Gary had his way with this Lions team, right? I, I mean, did anybody notice three sacks, a forced fumble? I mean, it, yeah, well, and, and the,
0: you know, Jared Goff trying to run and, and he didn't tuck the ball and somebody just tapped the ball and he just dropped it. So, you know, on the one hand, Jared Goff didn't throw any picks in this game, but he did turn the football over at least twice. There were yeah. at least two fumbles that the that the uh, including a scoop and score, which yeah. the, there's debate on whether uh, there was forward motion with the ball. Uh, but it, but when the replay was happening, uh, the ball was coming out before the arm went forward, and the referees didn't blow the play dead. They ended up, you know, calling it a touchdown, and then it stands as called, which means it didn't have enough evidence to overturn it. So, <clears throat> you know, so yeah, I, I do agree that you know this this is the, the Lions got exposed uh, in this game. It was it was absolutely atrocious to watch, and the and the score is not is not indicative of the play oh they only beat him by seven listen you scored a touchdown in nut cutting time but you only had 41 seconds left on the clock and you didn't have any timeouts you relied oh. on an onside kick to have a shot at tying the game and onside kicks tep- you know technically you know typically do not get recovered by the kicking team you know, it's it's pretty hard to fumble uh, an onside kick. It's happened, but it's it's a rarity. So you put yourself in a position to lose right off the rip. You know, you, you, twenty points in the first quarter. Okay, that's all that has to be said.
1: I knew from that very first pass. Yep. As as the very first play from scrimmage. As soon as the the bomb from from Jordan Love out to Christian Watson happened. I sat there. I was sitting with my father-in-law. I looked over him, and I said, this is about to get under. And he said, you think so? I said, this is about to get under. I said, that's all I needed to see. This Lions defense has no pass rush. The, like, And and the formula is out. The, the, the teams have figured out you stop Hutch, and they don't have anything. There is no pass rush. There's none. Jordan Love
0: had how many? Pass. How many times did we watch the quarterback – they, they almost get to the quarterback, and then the quarterback starts moving, and sometimes the offensive line parts like the Red Sea, and he gets a, and he gets a runoff. Otherwise, other times he's able to just evade capture and get rid of the ball. This team can't get home with their blitzes. They can't do it.
1: Not a single sack allowed in this game for, by, by the Packers. They did, the, the Lions didn't get a single sack in this game. That's the thing that gets me about it. It's not like the Packers are world beat. But the you know the the script is out on this this Lions team and what they're capable of and and the efficiencies on this team teams have figured out how to beat the Detroit Lions the pass rush isn't there the teams aren't hitting home the, or the, the, the defense isn't hitting home and and the secondary that there's it's almost like uh, uh, the secondary can't keep up now with 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 what they're doing and after all the money spent and all the draft picks spent and the top, what they had But six in the top 100. I mean, like it. This Lions team is not good. They're not a good team. Here's the thing, man.
2: Right? Beyond the Lions looking like garbage, right? Beyond Jordan Love looking really, really competent and and efficient and Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. And getting the ball to the playmakers and making uh, wonderful passes.
0: Who is he playing?
2: Here was the here was the worst thing that happened. That halftime
0: show. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. I I muted the TV. I mean I we knew ahead of time they announced it at the at the at the Monday night game with the Raiders, who the Thanksgiving halftime show was going to be, had no clue who this guy was, and homeboy comes out of an igloo and like halfway through I just unmuted the TV.
1: I heard. Yeah, Harlow. I I have too.
2: I've heard the the flow is okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not something that you, it's revolutionary. No, but that performance was just awful. It was terrible, bro. It came out of Snow Globe. The, the igloo, I, the igloo didn't bother me. Here's what bothered me: you have a hype man who ain't hype. <laughs> With that ridiculous blue hat. They were so boring. Yeah, just complete. Nonsense. I, I mean, bro, this is Detroit. Yeah, the Motor City. You gotta bring it if you gonna come. You had Big Sean here a few years ago. tore the house down. Kid Rock, kid to the house down. Yeah. You got him, and you got legends in front of you that you got to come here behind, and you give us that. Yeah. You coming out of an igloo. Your hype man ain't hype. And after the first song, he goes back into the igloo. We never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he just woke up. Yep. And went right back to bed. Yep. Jack Harlow. No, I'm gonna call you I'm gonna call you what we really wanna say. We whack Harlow <laughs> Telling we you ain't coming back to Detroit. Good. You put the whole crowd to sleep. The Lions probably heard that and we got so damn tired they couldn't wake up until the fourth quarter. <laughs> 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 you look like a brown cute tip. Let me tell you something, whack Harlow you come to Detroit again, you better bring something with you. Yeah. Because I'm tired. You the flag. <sighs> Get out of here.
1: Terrible. I'm upset about anything like Get that. Out of time. Last time I saw you, this upset was about Skyline Chili. Right? <laughs> He's as, yeah. as, as terrible as
2: Skyline Chili, <laughs> too. He's the rap version of Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of nonsense on a oh, plate. Oh, God. Mm. The, uh, the the This game is not over.
1: Sounded <laughs> half asleep. Oh man. But the uh the Packers go out and get the W here, twenty nine twenty-two. Uh and, and all the Detroit lost. Yep. Yep. Really? All of them. Wow. Look,
0: here here's what I'll say in closing. You know, the, the only shining light, the only silver lining that the Detroit Lions have at this juncture, there's still a couple of games ahead of the De- Minnesota Vikings. They're still 8-3. and three. Oh. Granted, they might be one of the worst 8-3 and three teams in the league, but, you know, based on what we've seen out of this team, like you said, you, their number's been drawn. So these next uh, six games will definitely determine, you know, whether the play- Lions can make a deep playoff run, or host a playoff game and win it and give everybody their Super Bowl and then just get stomped in the divisional round. Or, there's a possibility, they only have eight wins, kids. There's a distinct possibility that, once again, they could miss the playoffs. But I don't see them winning, I don't see them losing six games in a row. I I don't see see, that happening.
1: I could see them winning, you know, and and making their way into the playoffs. And and I I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that Detroit's probably going to the playoffs Right. The issue with Detroit is I've been saying they were fool's gold all year.
3: Yep. And,
1: and I believe that they are fool's gold. There's no pass rush, there's no secondary. Jared Goff looks atrocious. I don't believe in in uh, uh the only guy I believe in uh, on that team right now and it's not Jameer Gibbs. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. The only guy <laughs> I believe on I believe in on that team right now, I mean outside of amon Ross St. Brown is Ben Johnson. That's the only thing I believe in. It's Ben Johnson. You just... All right. right. Here's the thing. It's Ben Johnson because his offensive schemes have been the only thing that have been worthwhile on that team. Yeah. And Jameer Gibbs. I
2: (laughs) I love... I love the offense. Still, the defense needs a, a ton of work. Yeah. And they still have... They can still win the division, host a playoff game, and then go on the road and lose. I still can... I still either... I see that happen. Yeah, right.
0: Here's, here's the weird thing, though. I I think this year they've been more successful on the road than they've been at home. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, usually it's the other way around. Usually the Lions can't win a road game to save their skin. I, I but a, if if you take a look at their at their away record, they're four and one. And yeah. the only loss that was was against the, the the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football.
1: I I. I really do think it's a one and done for Detroit. They'll make the playoffs and then they're going to get, you know, beat to hell. That's where we're headed. At home, you think? At home. I don't. I don't. Mm. They, they, this team is going to take on a team that is actually good and they're going to get slapped around. I can't see that. Mm. Are,
2: I not, see it coming. Not for the first home playoff game in in 100 years. I see four, it coming. Whatever.
1: They're, they're going to go and they're going to be the two seed. And then you know, you're gonna see a team because of the fact that the where the, the Eagles wind up winning the division, right? You're yep. gonna see possibly a team like Dallas wind up as the five or six seed, and you're gonna look over and you're gonna go, Oh, here comes <laughs> Dallas. Yeah. Here comes Dallas. Oh yep. and then and then you're gonna see you're gonna see the Dallas Cowboys just curb stomp Detroit in the middle of in the I mean, they are going to beat the hell out of Detroit. They're going to walk in the center, in the middle of that that Detroit Lions logo, and they're going to pop a squat and straight up brick on that on that freaking logo, and then they're going to leave after they're done. That's what's going to happen, and and you know what I? They're they're going to run into a team that's actually good. They might hell, they might run into Seattle again, and if yep. have another situation like that, they're going to run into a team that they can't handle. What are you laughing? At? Oh man, it's a one and done. I swear they're they're going to run into Dallas or something. Oh. Oh, oh, shit!
0: I mean, they, they got a date with Dallas, you know, week sixteen, or week seventeen.
2: And they may have
0: so. To begin. It's and and there's and there's and there's really good reason, you know, to, to be nervous about the Cowboys. More on that in a second.
1: And, and they they might have to take on, you know, the the Cowboys. They might they might hell they might run into Minnesota if Minnesota makes the playoffs. You, you don't know where these teams are going to wind up. Minnesota's probably looking like a six or seven seed if they make it. You know, they're going to run into somebody good, and then even if they do get a W, okay, then you, you're looking at Eagles and Niners. No way. No way.
2: No. It's, it's at it. this point. No, no, no.
1: Nope. You're, you're looking nope. at running into them in the playoffs. Nope. Not going to happen. Well, nope. running into them?
2: No, beating them. No, beating
1: No, we're
0: them. Not, we're to not Yeah, we're not beating the Niners. We're not beating the Eagles.
1: We're looking at running into the Eagles and the Niners, who are red hot right now. I don't think you have a, shot, a snowball's chance in hell of beating the Cowboys in the playoffs right now. And, and the Cowboys, the way they're playing, as long as they're healthy, yeah
0: here's the thing though. I mean, with the Dallas Cowboys, they have found an innate way to choke in the playoffs. That's the one thing I'll give. Is you, we've seen it time and again. They they choked against San Francisco last year. They choked in in the wild card wild card of divisional round one year when they when they had one of the best records in football and it's going to fall on the shoulders of Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy.
2: <laughs> Be fair. The one year that uh when the Packers came to uh to Dallas, Dak put him in position yep. to win the game and Aaron Rodgers, when he was elite, yeah, made one yep. of the best throws in and, and that you ever saw. That yeah, yeah. 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 And so and then they Mason Crosby kicked the field goal game over. Yeah. But to be to be fair, but yeah, to your point, Alex, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys look like a better way better team than the lions do overall
1: yeah they, 100%. that's what we're running into and and the playoff picture is shaping up to be a situation where the lions are walking into the lions yeah. den. yeah yeah Offensively and, and defensively the cowboys look really good yeah and and i i just have a feeling that that they're they're going to get slapped out of the playoffs really quick fast and in a hurry and once again we're going to see a lot of those a win is a win fans Standing there, scratching their heads with their jaws on the floor, going, what happened? And, and that's what we're going to see. Yeah, the first
2: thing, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, in my estimation, I was correct. And then they made some changes or yep. whatever, and now here we go. Yeah, yeah, we're on fire. Let's take a ride.
1: Yep. So, uh, and speaking of the Cowboys, they go out and win their Thanksgiving game, 45-10. to 10. Big <laughs> hammering of the Commanders. We expected this. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but yeah. hey, you know what? Yeah. You know if what? Could, if I could whistle, I'd go. <laughs> the, the the this is again Ron Rivera on the hot seat, falling apart here. Yeah. This this man, I look. Riverboat Ron's time is over in the NFL. The man needs to retire and go home. Yep. Time.
2: Drove the uh, Carolina Panthers into great success, but then at the same time, here comes the downturn. Yeah. And the, and he couldn't get the ship turned in time. Here we go. Yeah, now and, they're stuck
0: with Frank Reich. I mean, yeah. it's not—it's not the fault of Sam Howell. I mean, he was twenty-eight for forty-four, three hundred yards. Didn't get in the end zone. He got picked off. But I mean, Sam Howell has been quietly and, and confusingly one of the, one of the you know not better quarterbacks. But I'm like, I'm sitting here going, wow, those aren't terrible numbers.
1: And you know what, Eric I, I I'll even say I'll say it for you. He hasn't been a terrible quarterback. Eric enemy has been doing great work with Sam Howell, who's basically I mean, he basically a rookie at this point, right? I mean yeah. like he had what one or two games last year where he really came in. Yeah, because you you, you changed the offensive system and philosophy right. completely. Right.
2: So yes yeah, so essentially a rookie. Here's the thing though. Um that interception that we that we talked about, mm-hmm. that was a lazy a lazy throw to the outside, yeah. And Deron Bland oh, has have a, shown
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> if you throw a lazy pass to the boundary, mm-hmm. he will break on it. He he has the vision, the hands, and the speed to take it the other way. He set an NFL record most pick mm-hmm. sixes in a season. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was Sam Howell's fault one hundred percent. And you look at the rest of those yards; those were empty yards mm-hmm. at the end because garbage
0: this, time yards.
2: Yeah, this game was way over. It was it was out of hand.
1: It was out of hand by the third quarter. It was already twenty to ten by the third quarter by halftime. Yeah, Um, and then the Cowboys dumped twenty five on him in the fourth. (laughs) Yeah, but oh man, Dak looked fantastic. Yep, twenty two for thirty two, three thirty one, four touchdowns uh, through the air for him. Tony Pollard thirteen carries, seventy nine yards, a touchdown. Brandon Cooks had a touchdown. CD Lamb had a touchdown. Uh, You know, Devontae Turpin touchdown. Rico Dowdle, there's my guy touchdown. I mean it it, it was just a, a clinic, an absolute clinic by the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense yeah. had themselves a great game. Bland had the pick six. I mean, this is this is Dallas Cowboys right here. this is what we we've been waiting for out of yeah. the Cowboys for a while.
2: And what we've been talking about, look at Tony Pollard, look at the stat line, thirteen carries. Yep. Right. That's Not a Bell Cow guy. That's where he is. 13-15. And we're gonna keep we're gonna cap him at
1: seventeen. It's almost losses. like he's on a on a pitch count. There you go. Yep, Yep. that's what it is. Um, elsewhere around that league uh, the, the late night game 31-13 for the San Francisco 49ers just, beating the Seattle Seahawks just gets worse for the Seahawks everyday yeah, every day every mm-hmm. they're having well, you a, ran
0: into a brick wall that's what happened the I mean, commanders ran into a brick wall and the and the Seahawks ran into a brick wall
1: the Seahawks they, they started so hot they really did and, and now they're sitting at six and five they're they're looking at a wild card spot the, the Niners jump up to eight and three they came they got right. And they're continuing to be right. And Christian McCaffrey looking good. Nineteen carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns Just on the day.
2: Running back in the game, I'll keep saying.
1: Yep. And uh, Debo Samuel returns seven receptions, 79 yards. Brandon IU two receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Debo Samuel returned last week, but now that now he's he's looking like Debo here. Again, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I'm. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, would you please stop putting that guy in the backfield? Stop yep. it. Stop Just, it. Just stop. Yep, we've right. been, we've been that since last year. You've got, you've got <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league. You've got Elijah Mitchell, who was a really good complementary running back. Stop giving the ball to Debo on running plays, please.
1: Although I will say he you did. you got Kyle Juszczyk, too. Use him. You know, it, it, to me, with, if you're going to do that with Debo... You you do it in the red zone when you're with you know within five yards you know the gold zone you know you're you're yeah. you're that close and you want to decoy him or even if you want to give him one of those sweeps because just he sweep. does yeah, I can see know, the sweep he, he does have the ability to get to the outside and get to the edge and get the touchdown which is fine yeah. but but you shouldn't be running him like a standard running back Thank up you. the gut and stuff like that was no. stupid and stupid. they've been doing that I just don't understand do that do it with Ray Ray McLeod. Right. you right. know you know like Debo yeah. just coming back from being. Injured. And you do it with Jawan Jennings, you know. Yeah. Don't 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 do that to, to Debo, and no wonder he has an injury issue. You're running him out of the backfield like a maniac. Uh, as for the Seahawks, you know Zach Charbonnet. I mean, he, we didn't expect anything out of him. He only gets 47 yards on the day. What else is new? It's a damn good Niners defense. They yeah. seem to have have uh, uh, sort of realigned themselves. Um, yes.
2: they looked bad for that stretch, that three game stretch. You knew they couldn't lose four in a row. Right, right, right. No, Jacksonville got in their way. That got them out of the way. Yeah. Now Seattle here looking bad and they got them out of the way. Mm-hmm. So that division is all 49.
1: Yeah, Geno Smith looking about as overpaid as we said he was. Uh yep. Team for 27, 180 in a pick. Uh definitely not worth the 68 million he's getting this year, but hey, I mean that's on them. Uh and, and the Niners pull one out. Last but not least, hey, yesterday. Keep getting them checks. Yep, that's it. Yesterday, uh Black Friday football, the Dolphins go out and beat the Jets 34-13. You know, we talked about the Jets earlier that defense or that offense is just terrible but that defense is great but that that offense just keeps giving opportunity after opportunity. Raheem Mostert, 20 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle looks damn good in this game. Eight receptions, 114, Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 102 and a touchdown. I mean, hey, just
0: start calling him the penguin.
1: Yep, that's it. This lets you know. Even though it was a
2: divisional game and what I what I've been saying all all show. It's tough, but it's really tough when you don't have the offense to allow your defense to rest, right, recover, and then go after your opponent. Mm-hmm. Because now you're putting your defense on the ropes. Back to back games here. You put mm-hmm. your defense on the ropes multiple times against really capable offenses. Yeah. Right. And they there's only so much that they can handle before they break. Yep, it just is what
1: it is. And that's that's the been the issue for the Jets all year long and then you know, I look over, I see two tongue of loa, two picks on the day. So obviously the defense is doing its job. Yeah. But but 21 for 32 43, he still, you know, throws a touchdown pass. The the Dolphins still drop 34 on you. Yeah. You know, yep. so I, the Dolphins obviously, you know, they they overcome because Zach Wilson is terrible. The, and and really not even well, Zach, Actually not
0: Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle. He went 27 for 38. 179, a touchdown, and two picks. Yeah. Yeah, that's not – like Tim Boyle. Who?
2: <laughs> yeah, Boyle's not the answer. And what typically what happens now is your defense drags the other team's offense into the mud, right? But your offense can't get out of its own way. Right. So it makes the opposing defense look better by comparison. And then both teams it ends up in a defensive struggle typically. Yeah. But when you've got offenses like the offense and the Buffalo Bills.
1: That's it. There you go. That's it. So – and then you know,
0: Brees a- Hall only got seven carries for 25 yards. I mean, what, what are you, Robert Sally What are you doing?
1: Feed him the ball. Yeah, feed him the ball. I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. And with that, those are, are the scores for uh well Thanksgiving and and Black Friday there as well. Uh, jumping into our top 10 performances, I'll run through these real quick. Calvin Ridley shows up as number 10 on the top 10 performances. Seven receptions. 103, two touchdowns, shows up for the first time since week one. Um, Number nine goes to Jordan Love, 27 for 40, 322, two touchdowns. Uh, Surprised seeing him on this list, but, hey, no surprise with how he played uh, last week. Number eight goes to Devin Singletary, 22 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown. He also added two receptions for six yards. Singletary been taking on the workload for that Houston, Texas team. We talked about him a little while ago. Number seven goes to Justin Fields, 16 for 23, 169 yards and a touchdown. He also had 18 carries for 104 yards. He had 200 yards from scrimmage on his own. Uh, Beautiful throw to to DJ Moore, and he ends up, by the way. Yes, he did. He had a great throw there. He played great ball against a very uh, uh, figured-out Detroit Lions team. (laughs) Uh, Number six goes to Lamar Jackson, playing the best football of his career, 16 for 26, 264 yards, two touchdowns. He adds nine carries for 54 yards, 300 yards offense on his own. Um, Hey, Lamar Jackson playing the best football of his career in that Todd Monken system. It's been fun to watch. Number five goes to Josh Allen, 20 for 32, 275, three touchdowns and a pick. Still has somewhat of a turnover bug with Josh Allen, but still playing really effective football, getting points on the board, overcoming a lot of those turnovers. Everybody's been giving him shit for the turnovers. But you know who also had a lot of turnovers? Brett Favre. So, I mean, I don't know that (laughs) you give him that much shit at this point. Number four goes to Brock Purdy, 21 for 25. Brock! Brock! uh, 21 for 25. 333, three touchdowns, good game-managing football, but very accurate passing on the day. The, The passing accuracy from him was just outstanding. When you don't need him to go get it, He's a wonderful quarterback. Yep, and he was throwing the ball to number three, Brandon Ayuk, Five receptions, 156 and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk winds up as number three on the list. That's pretty wild that he winds up with 156 and a touchdown, winding up as number three. Because number two goes to Tank. Tank Tank. Dell. Eight receptions, 149 and a touchdown. He had less yardage, but the eight receptions, I think, mattered more. Um, You know, I I like it when they have high yardage, but – You know, having that eight receptions, being able to spread out, that means a lot more first downs, in my opinion. And game-winning touchdown receptions. Yep, absolutely. Tank Dell with the the prettiest game-winning touchdown reception we've seen in a long time. And number one, a guy that's seen this spot before a couple of times this year, he's leading our MVP charge, Tyreek Hill. Ten receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. Huge game for Tyreek. He shows up, does what he does.
2: He wants to surpass Calvin. Yep,
1: he's got to
2: keep
1: see if he does. Yep. And our MVP rankings right now, um, jo- ju- jumping into the MVP rankings, our MVP list right now number 15 is Raheem Mostert, 14 is AJ Brown, number 13, Jalen Hurts, number 12 is Justin Herbert, 11 is Tua Loa, 10 is Dak Prescott, 9, David Montgomery, 8 is Travis Etienne, 7, CJ Stroud, the rookie. Uh, number six, CD Lamb. Number five, Amon Ross St. Brown. Number four is Keenan Allen. Surprise, surprise. Number three, Lamar Jackson. And the two guys battling for the number one spot. Number two is Christian McCaffrey. One is Tyreek Hill. And say it right, it's Raheem. Must start. Must start. Yes, because you must, must start. But I, uh, I will tell
0: you this I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold prediction here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will win the MVP this year uh, simply because of the fact that he'll have a more prolific uh, performance even going into the playoffs. Um, yeah. Is the MVP for regular season? Yes. Mm, I still say CMC. Like yeah. it's going to be like a, a Nats whisker, but I think CMC overtakes Tyreek Hill, but both players are absolutely tremendous.
1: And, and jumping into our rookie rankings, because I, we, I know that uh boots is very apprehensive about my, my rookie rankings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay <laughs> the honorable mentions uh, J- slow clap for jameer gibbs slow clap for jameer gibbs breaking into the honorable yeah jump breaks the honorable mentions he had a nice stretch of four games in a row with at least one touchdown he struggled to run the ball with the return of montgomery but he still was six or six for 59 yards through the air he has faced soft defenses for his last three weeks. You can only play who you play. Listen. It's Positive a, impact on the game. It's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. That's all that is. It doesn't change the fact that they have a pillowy soft <laughs> schedule. Gibbs makes it in the honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Josh Downs. Josh Touchdowns winds up. There you go. Do you see how that that? It's catching on around here. Uh, out of the Indianapolis Colts, the wide receiver. He was on the bye week, so he doesn't move at all, but he gives, he's still sitting in the honorable mentions. Uh, Next up, Joey Porter Jr., also sitting in the Honorable Mentions. He's decent in coverage versus Cleveland, but it's against a bad Browns team with almost nobody at the quarterback position. So I I can't really move him into the top ten. I mean, it's just kind of meh. And then uh, Jordan Addison, wide receiver for the the Minnesota Vikings. He only had three catches for 44 yards. He could not shake Patrick Sertan this week. The second. My man, Pat
2: Sertan, you wanted to talk about
1: him and Sauce Gardner? Yeah. One yep. A, one A. Yeah, scary. Mm. Scary group there. Um, and I, I just, he couldn't shake him. So that that is uh, our, our honorable mentions. Moving into the top 10 of our uh, rookie rankings here. Number 10 goes to Keanu Benton, who's been sinking down the list but he does just enough to keep him in there this week. Uh, He has a 71.9 PFF grade, 54.3 run defense, 77.7 pass rush. He saw improvements at the run defense stuff versus a very run-heavy Cleveland Browns team. He posted a 70.3 run defense grade this week and a Mm -hmm. 70-point tackling grade. So run defense-wise, that's what's been driving him down the list is the fact that as a defensive lineman, run defense-wise, he's been terrible. Starting to bring it back a little bit. Did a really good job doing it against a, a Cleveland team that loves to run the football. With an elite offensive line. Yeah, and you knew that they were going to be running the ball right at him this week. Hey,
0: so, spoiler alert, that's why I have the Steelers beating the Bengals this week.
1: Oh, look at that. Um, yeah. Number nine, a guy that's been consistently around this point in, in, on this list, Ivan Pace Jr., the linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings out of the University of Cincinnati. Uh, 76.8 overall grade and 81.1 pass rush grade 67 66.7 in run defense 69.1 in coverage he had an excellent game versus the Broncos getting a 92.5 run defense grade he was excellent
2: he was always around the football yeah, that's always. A key
1: for me uh what, one thing i will say is he was sniffing out a lot of those little screen passes a yeah. lot of those little dump offs he was Always the guy that was sniffing those things out. Always making the tackle in open field. That shows instincts and film uh, study. Yeah, and he's been an awesome pass rusher this year, by the way. He's been very good in the pass rush. Number eight goes to a guy that's sunk down this list quite a few spots. Sam Laporta uh, out of the University of Iowa. 71 PFF grade, 72.7 receiving grade. Just three receptions for 18 yards versus a very soft Chicago defense. He only tallied a 60.7 receiving grade. He didn't get in the end zone. Well, golf did throw three interceptions, yeah. Uh, but yep. Florida has you know, this is this is one of the, the worst off a little bit, yeah. One of the, the worst stretches of his rookie year here. We're getting we've got what two, three games here where it's just been meh. And then now we're once we tally in, I think the Thanksgiving grades, which we haven't been put into this yet. Once we tally in the week 12 grades, he's probably going to climb a little bit, but right now. Uh, Laporta, he's cooled off quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Number seven, Bootleg B Team, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out for the Kansas City Chiefs out of SMU. Time <laughs> PFF grade, seventy-seven point eight receiving grade, a sixty rushing grade. He struggled a little bit versus a weak Eagles pass defense. The Eagles have been giving up a lot through the air, um, and and. Uh, he only had four receptions for 42 yards. He's struggling to gain a consistent rapport with Patrick Mahomes, even though he should be the number one receiving option in Kansas City to me.
2: As long as Kelsey's there, Kelsey's number one.
1: Yep. Uh, per, yeah. per pro football focus, he's currently in the top three for yards per route run behind Tank Dell, who has a 2.4. Uh, he's, it, he's at the top at missed tackles, forced with seven, and passer rating when targeted with 125.9. I think that shows the capabilities of Rasheed Rice. He's got a, I mean, he's sort of a big bodied guy. The way he, he runs, the run after the catch, the fact that he's able to lower his shoulder, plow some of these corners over, it's impressive. He'll make a catch in the field. He's getting another 10, 15 yards, and he's going to do it with, you know, he's not the fastest, but there's there's some power running there. It'll be towards the end of this year, and watch out for next year. Yeah, I, I think he's in for to, to be the true number one receiver. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I think he's in line for it. Number six, a guy Alex loves, Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher for the uh, University of Alabama. He, he's with the Houston Texans, 77.5 PFF grade, 78.1 run defense grade, a 72.4 pass rush grade. He struggled making tackles this week and showed just a 29.9 in the tackling category. So, I mean, he, he did have a lot of broken tackles against that, and he, he struggled to bring down Kyler Murray a couple of times. Um he created a, a lot whopping. Of people struggle to bring down. Diamond. Yeah, exactly. He he had created seven pressures and a sack on Murray, though he did get him once. Uh, he currently has eight tackles for a loss this this season. He's leading first year edge defenders, and he's third among edge defenders as a whole per Pro Football Focus. So, having himself a hell of a year. Yeah. Showing that he was worth that pick every step of the way.
2: And the Houston Texans played that draft. Perfect. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. They,
1: they the,
0: the best one-two punch in draft history, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he he got they got their guy, their their big time defensive player. They got yeah. their big time quarterback.
2: That's what they needed you to do. You saw how happy D'Amico Ryans was in the uh in the in
1: the office yeah.
2: when they made those two moves and how we see why.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. And that that team is starting to turn around. Number five, a guy that's been climbing up this list, and I'm so excited he's here. Tank. Nathaniel Tank-Dell, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans. uh, 82 PFF grade, 82.3 receiving grade, 69.5 rushing grade. He had a huge performance in Week 11 to the tune of a 91.3 pro football focus grade and a 91 receiving grade. He had eight receptions on 10 targets for 149 yards and a touchdown. He's emerged as C.J. Stroud's go-to guy. It seems like he's overtaken Nico Collins as the number one with three straight games. Of double-digit targets, we're talking fourteen targets, twelve targets, ten targets. Yeah, he's he's getting yeah. a lot of targets, a lot of love from C.J. Stroud. There's a trust and a rapport there. You gotta love it.
2: Here's the thing about Dell: you can play him inside, which is predominantly what he where he should play. Right, and you get him all that open space. Man, he he's a terror in the open field. And but he's got the ability to play outside yeah. from time to time, and you can tap into that. Whereas Nico Collins is primarily 100% of the time should be boundary X on the outside. Absolutely. And, and you can't play him really anywhere else. So the versatility of uh, Tank Dell adds to that.
1: Yeah, Tank Dell right now to me is, is wide receiver one over there with Houston. Yeah, uh, Number four goes to C.J. Stroud. Uh, you know, obviously he's been climbing the list. And, and he should – I was expecting him to go higher – he threw the three picks in this in this game though. 83.7 PFF grade, 80.9 passing, 72.5 rushing. The grades took an uptick in spite of throwing the three interceptions, which was crazy to me. Versus that Cardinals defense that's somewhat questionable. He had 17 big time throws this year. It's tied for eighth most in the league. He is in the the top five or top six for quarterbacks right now. He is just tearing it up, and and you gotta love what he's been doing. He had that lull for three games and then came firing back the last couple of weeks. He came down, I think it was spot number nine, back up to spot number four. He would be going higher on this list, but the guys ahead of him also had really good weeks. Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle for the Eagles of the University of Georgia, 90.5 PFF grade, 69.6 run defense, 87.5 pass rush. He had three pressures in week 11. Currently has 32 pressures on the season. He's got an 18.6 pass pass rush win rate, which ranks fourth at the position as a whole. I mean, and he's had a strong showing against the Chiefs interior offensive line. Jalen Carter looked damn good this week. Uh the last two weeks, he's looked phenomenal. He did. He he did. He did.
2: Real <clears throat> quick on CJ Stroud. We talk about Tank Dell game winning tough. Touchdown catch. Mm. It was a game-winning touchdown throw. Throw to, yeah, yeah, beautiful so, throw, very pretty throw. He puts the team in the best position to win, and he goes out and wins the game. Yes, when necessary. Yeah, no yep. cutting time. It, That's what we're talking about. But Jalen Carter, very good, uh, very right
1: here. Yeah, he's he, he had a couple of games where where he he didn't have the snap counts that we like to see out of a starter like that. Yeah. Now here we are. You know, he's protecting him in the rookie
2: in the rookie season, maybe maybe quote unquote snap count. Right. Right. You know, give him some some rest and and then use him a little more when necessary.
1: Yeah. Last couple of games, he's gotten 50 uh, over 50 and over 40 in the snap count area. So he's he's right on there now with with uh, the starters. Number two, a guy who's been around for a minute in this spot, Puka Nakua, the wide receiver for the Rams on a BYU An 85.1 PFF grade, 84.1 receiving grade, 69 rushing grade. He saw an uptick across the board in all three categories. Uh, Five receptions on seven targets, 70 yards, and a touchdown. He's currently sixth in the league with 897 yards and and eighth in receptions with 69. Uh, You know, Puka still having himself a pretty damn good year. Uh, Cooper Cup went down. Puka steps up into that number one role he's capable of being a number one in this league
2: oh poo poo yeah <laughs> sorry for calling him that but he's so good man it just mm-hmm. with, with tutu tutu and poo poo they were doing a great job early <laughs> in the season but pukunukua I, I i love his game you can you can get him the ball in multiple ways sort of like not a one-to-one but uh in the debo samuel type situation right you can use him so very versatile
1: Yep, and number one, a guy who's been sitting here for a minute, and, and it, it might be tough to dethrone him if there's anybody that I think could dethrone him at C.J. Stroud ah, coming there up. There you go. But but Devin Witherspoon <laughs> Devin Witherspoon from the Seattle Seahawks at the University of Illinois, 85.5 PFF grade, an 80.6 run defense, 90.7 pass rush, and 81.5 coverage grade. He saw an uptick in all four categories. Top 10 coverage grade amongst corners this season. He's had three more coverage stops. And allowed just .03 yards per coverage snap this past week. Oof. Very impressive. Uh, Devin Witherspoon just getting it done, showing everybody that he was definitely worth that top that top four pick that he went. I Man. mean, special player. No real, no real argument
2: mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Devin Witherspoon, very good, having a very good season out of Illinois. Uh, yeah.
1: Jumping into our news and notes around the league, we got some stuff going on here. Let's jump into that as well. You know, let's uh, go ahead and start with uh, the Vikings. Justin Jefferson set to remain out until the Vikings bi- after the Vikings bye bi- week. He says, "My health is way more important than your fantasy football game." Thank was you. the quote? <laughs> <Yep. Thank you. laughs> I would rather him be healthy. I agree. Uh, Justin Jefferson. You know, we're kind of waiting for him to come back. And and right. you know, once he comes back, do you think the Vikings have a shot at the playoffs?
2: Make better waiver wire moves. How about that? yeah <laughs> right if you drafted jordan jefferson anyway uh justin jefferson, <laughs> I, I love that he said that but the vikings are taking the smart approach yes as the best player
1: on the team yeah
2: unlike the arizona Cardinals.
1: i agree <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's terrible but um yes, next they are yeah they are Uh, Around that division, well, around the the conference, rather, we'll talk about the 49ers. They lose a very good player who's been underrated, and uh, not a lot of people have been talking about him, Uh, Talanoa Hafunga. He's set to miss the...
2: can't pronounce his name.
1: Yeah, it's tough to pronounce his name, but Hafunga is set to miss the rest of the season with the torn ACL uh, in his right knee. We don't want to hear that. Quietly great for that Seattle, or yeah. for that 49ers uh, team rather.
2: Yeah, the safety spot had been a void yes. right after the the departure of some of the free agents that left and I, and, and I wondered how they were going to re- respond and rebound to that or from that. And they've done a wonderful job with. You. Oh man. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I hadn't seen him I hadn't seen him play and 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 see what what he was actually doing but when you didn't see the opposing team's best players mm-hmm. having good games against him right right that's where you saw his his uh, value
1: right and and he's been coming alive it's been it's been uh a, it was wild to watch you know so every time i watch a 49ers game yeah he was in the midst in the middle of everything you know he was in the mix he was he was dominating it was yeah. it was wild to watch so to lose him that's going to be a, a big hit for that uh, that 49ers defense uh, yeah. that, that we just, you know, mm-hmm. is so revered. Yeah. You know, it's but just the middle of the field. It, it was going to be tough because of
2: uh, Greenlaw being there and, and uh, Fred Warner. And now with who? So there, there's a little there's going to be a little bit of a void there. Right. Right.
1: Um, Although speaking of defensive players, great defensive players and voids that you might see. Chargers edge rusher Joey Bosa placed on IR with a foot sprain. He got yep. carted off the field. Uh, you could tell he was very upset to be, be being carted off the field. Joey Bosa, you know, a lot of people give him, give him uh, shit for being a little bit of a whiner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but at the same time, he is a gamer. He likes to play and he likes to be out there. He cares about his team. Yeah. He cares about being out there on the field. You got to give him credit for that. And uh, to see him get carded really uh, kind of sucked to, very, to see. Very,
2: very, uh, very good player, productive player. Yeah. Uh, it 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 sucks for the Chargers, quite yeah. frankly, because that defense has been awful, and now it's going to be even worse. Yeah.
1: Just just when you think it couldn't get worse. Yeah. And a team whose defense definitely got worse. The Indianapolis Colts waived three-time All-Pro Shaq Leonard. They just signed him to a big uh, to a, a one-year deal. They just brought him in. And they just send him out the door for nothing.
2: Um, again, quality organizations versus garbage organizations. <laughs> and, and who are we talking about? That, yeah. With the, okay. Yep, okay. Yep. Talking about the same guy that, you know, spent millions of dollars on a fish, right, <laughs> before he paid <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we're talking about.
1: Unreal. Uh, Alex, I know you, you just love the idea of uh, Shaq Leonard, right? Oh, you are, you are, vo- you are muted. My friend, I can't hear you at all.
0: Okay. Well, let's try that again. Who? Yeah. Jack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: yeah. Jack, Jack Leonard. Still out there. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're you're stretch my head.
1: Yeah. The lie downs could probably use him. Uh, good, <laughs> line- good linebacker. He could, he could actually help that defense in, in a big way. Big, big way.
2: I, I wonder why though uh, it, it, it I don't get that. This he
1: he wasn't playing extremely well, but like he it's time, it's still he's still a damn good linebacker. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's something else going on that we just don't know. Yeah, just just a little confusing there. So uh that that was just kind of an interesting uh uh situation uh for, for them. Also, the Saints are are making some moves here. They just placed wide receiver Michael Thomas on IR with a knee injury. What else is new? Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what do we keep saying on the show availability and reliability
1: yep. and, and he's never available or reliable. It seems I don't understand how or why I mean, he's still under contract. I'm not the kind of guy to say,
2: look, we, I saw this, we, we saw this coming. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. Every like year.
2: If you, if, if you didn't see this coming, like, stop it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, and that's not, it's not to be negative. it, it all the time doesn't do jobs. It is what it is. We've seen this movie before, yeah. right? He, he's healthy, then here comes a little problem and here's another little issue, another little issue, 12 weeks later. IR.
1: Death taxes and Michael Thomas on injuries. Come on, man. Right. Now? I mean, that's that's kind of where we're know, at. <laughs> yeah.
2: yep. know, how old is he? How about how much is the body taken? How much punishment has his body
1: taken? Is mm-hmm. he starting to break down? Absolutely. I think he started to break down three years ago. And there you go. I mean, Jesus. Uh, another guy that's that has been sort of breaking down a little bit, but he's gonna be coming back. Derek Carr is removed from the injury report. The Saints say he's gonna start Sunday versus the Falcons. You know, why? Why?
0: Why? He <laughs> he's not been good this year.
1: James Winston was the better quarterback.
2: Well, cars they're leading the division and they have to justify the contract. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right? That's fair. And so they didn't they weren't terrible with him.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: as long as they win, hey, it's a win win. We win the game and the contract is continued to be, you know, valued and
1: justified. I I I guess. Yes, I I, right. I don't. I don't like it. Uh, one one contract that won't be justified is the Jets wide receiver Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch versus the Dolphins for seemingly no reason. I uh, I don't get
2: it. Unless he pissed off the coaching staff, he must have. I don't get that. But I don't. Again, they brought this guy
1: in for Aaron <laughs> <the> Rodgers. Jets. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> 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 they, brought <him> Rogers in. <laughs> they brought him in for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> It's just It's <laughs> the joke <laughs> Jeez <jerks.
0: laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> You want to talk about a dumpster fire organization Well, to be fair Who had Aaron Rodgers blows out his Achilles In the first three plays of the game On their bingo card this year
2: I don't think anybody look, did. Look, man, I said the Jets were Fugazi from day one. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Whether yeah,
0: they, yeah. No, you're not getting an argument out of me. They are
2: Fugazi. Whether they had Aaron Rodgers or not, they would have been Fugazi. Yep.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. And and the uh the Dolphins also didn't have De- Devin A Shane playing in that game versus the Jets. He'll uh, during that Black Friday game, he'll likely remain out one more week. And then uh, they're talking about him coming back next week, so we might be seeing a Shane back in in uh, week thirteen. I mean, that'll
2: be good for good for him, you know. Good for the you know for the team. Hopefully, he's you know. Hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. healthy right? Yeah, I man. Yeah, you, know, well, you never know. You know. Hey, it, it it doesn't hurt to have him. Yeah. You know, the Dolphins looking good in the division. They still need to go out and beat the Buffalo Bills because they couldn't do it earlier in the year. They mm. need to you know establish themselves as. uh as a fourth, so yep. Uh, yeah, good for him, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Another another guy that sat out um, with injury. Packers tight end Luke Musgrave he suffered a suffered a lacerated kidney in his win versus the Chargers. He sat out for the Thanksgiving game versus Detroit. Uh, was it uh, Tucker Kraft took over? Kraft Tucker, and uh, he shows up gets a touchdown. At Sure, does yeah. He, he gets a touchdown in that game. So
2: feel bad for Luke Musgrave, but this is a couple of uh, injuries that he's picked up throughout the season yep. now early, and, and he's coming off of a you know a uh, an ACL yep. tear or MCL t- whatever whatever was a significant as they say knee injury his uh, that last year at uh, Oregon State or the year prior. But anyway. Rough, rough stuff for Luke Musgrave.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of injuries, the Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has undergone a successful shoulder surgery. He should be ready for 2024. Uh, what else is new there? <laughs> the and Browns. It, and,
2: <laughs> they put all this money in this, in this guy, and he continues to burn them.
1: Yeah, every time. <laughs> every
2: There's every stu- time. Stu-
1: They're stuck. <laughs> stu- just like that towel was stuck on him at the soccer game. Yeah, and yeah. they're also stuck with this guy. They went and signed veteran quarterback Joe Flacco to the practice squad. It looks like uh, you need
2: veteran presence in the locker room for Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. That's what that yeah. is.
1: I think Joe Flacco is going to be the starter. I think he's going to become the starter. You think so? Oh, yeah. If oh, yeah. I think the kids got some. Right, I don't
2: know. They they w- know. it was a tough game against the Steelers. We'll see over the next couple of weeks be- because the, the kid's got talent, right? And if and he's got a couple of soft defenses coming up, yeah, so we'll see he's he's
1: going to have it. to he's going to have to be groomed for
2: yeah. but, for and starting greatness. And in. that's what Joe Flacco was there for. Yeah, if you think he's really going to be
1: playing. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. One guy that shouldn't be playing, and we know shouldn't be playing. The Falcons are set to start uh, Desmond Ritter versus the Saints. Oh my God! Understand? I don't. This Arthur Smith should be fired. That's one guy that should not be coaching a football team right now.
0: No, nope, he's an idiot.
2: If, unless Heineke was hurt, you can't go back to the uh, to the guy that you bench. Now you look like Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Is lost.
0: That's saying something because looking like Bill Belichick being a bad thing, that, that says something.
1: Right. Normally, that's a good thing. Uh, speaking yeah. of Belichick, he declines to announce the starting quarterback for week 12. We don't know who's set to start. Oh, my God. going to start for the Patriots. <laughs> he, know. he says he doesn't know. He told all three quarterbacks, Every one of you better be ready. Oh, man. Uh, that's who's some, the third quarterback.
0: What is this? What is this? A shell game? What are we doing, drawing names out of a hat?
1: Yeah, Will Greer is the third quarterback. So you got Greer, Zappi, and and Mac Jones. Basically garbage, garbage, and garbage. I bet money all over Greer. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm leaning that way. Um, The coaching carousel right now is sort of in full effect, right? So the the commanders, after the, the blowout loss on Thanksgiving, they fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, in the wake of the Thanksgiving blowout. And then uh, the commander's head coach, Ron Rivera, has said he's not worried about his job status after that blowout blowout loss to the Cowboys. I think (laughs) Ron Rivera should be very concerned about his job right now. We'll start there. And I find it fascinating that Jack Del Rio was the fall guy after you just gave away all of his defensive pieces. Right. You gave away all (laughs) of the good guys. And then you go, oh, we're going to let you go. And then here's another thing. This
0: is a hit job is what that was.
2: The commander's defense hadn't been really good all season, right? Right. Even when they did have two of the premier pass run. Well, Chase Young has kind of lost a little but, bit. But
1: but you you give away all of his guys, you did go yeah. well. Well,
2: you're you're the problem.
1: Well, you, you're you just gave away everybody. Yeah. just yeah. To-
2: so it. I mean, it's been rough for the commander's defense all year, and this was sort of
1: the, you know, hey, either it's him or me, right? 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 And and he chose him. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of him or me, the Steelers go out and fire offensive coordinator Matt Canada after four seasons. Well, People second year as OC.
2: Right. Right? But he's been around for four he's seasons. He's been around. Yeah. So and the offense has looked
1: ooh. horrible.
2: Horrible. Ooh. I mean, you've got George Pickens, bro. You've got Deontay, you've got Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. You've got Pat <laughs> Fryer moves. You've got some yeah. really good offensive pieces. And they're not performing. No. And the quarterback could be the blame. But if you give 90% of the quarterbacks in the league, those five players that I just named, the the offense would look a lot better. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, And then last but not least, the Bills fire offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. They named Joe Brady as the new OC. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, You know, I, I don't know how I feel about this move on one end, you know. We've been seeing a lot of interceptions and whatnot out of uh, out of um, Josh Allen, but. Man, I, I don't know that I like the firing of Ken Dorsey in this situation. I mean, Joe Brady's uh, offensive scheme has looked good so far. One game in. One game in. One game in. We'll see how it continues to go. Joe Brady, if I'm not mistaken, he was the offensive coordinator for uh, LSU during those Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase years.
2: And Joe Burrow at the quarterback. Yep. Edwards was at the running back. He, it was a phenomenal offense that year. And he goes to Carolina. He's the offensive coordinator for Matt Rule yep. in Carolina. And as we discussed earlier, Uh, Carolina, not a quality organization. No, not at all. And so he lost that spot. But again, but his offenses, maybe it was a clash between he and the head coach, Mm -hmm. but his offenses there didn't, Brady's offenses didn't look that great. Right. So you wonder what that might have been. If what we saw last week is indicative of what we'll continue to see, then the Brady offense will be really good. The drawback is the inability to effectively run the football consistently Yeah, at the, from the running back position because Brady's system, apparently, it, it's, uh, it thrives on play action. And if you can't run the ball consistently and effectively, it's going to be hard to uh, get that play action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving into our final segment, it is our picks for the week. Um, man, we, we are already four games in. For the the four games for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, we all went Lions, Cowboys, 49ers, Dolphins, uh, and uh, we got three out of the four right, so there's that. Um, on top of it, though, we've got uh, some more games coming up this Sunday. Uh, Alex, are you ready for your picks?
0: Oh, Let's do it.
1: Boots, you set to roll. Rock and roll. All right, let's jump in. Here are our picks for Week 12 in the NFL, starting out with the Buccaneers and the Colts. You know the Bucks have haven't necessarily been good, but either of the Colts, uh, I have questions about both these teams. Colts dump their basically their best linebacker. I don't get it. <laughs> Go ahead and give me the Bucks.
0: You know uh, I went ahead with the Buccaneers as well. Um, I really think that you know, the Indianapolis Colts are kind of like a coffin on roller skates at this point. And you know Baker Mayfield is still a capable quarterback. I mean he can he can handle himself against a, a D league team like the Indianapolis Colts pretty harsh, I know, but you know, I, I think it's going to be a close one, you know, I really hope that he, you know, pulls his head out of his butt and, you know, gives the ball to Mike Evans like he's supposed to, but let's see uh, you know, uh, give, give me the Buccaneers
2: mm. Well, this, uh, this game backs up to be quarterbacks are awash, Minshew, Minshew Mayfield take the pick, right? Mm. The coin flip. But the better defense is for the Colts
1: better pass defense, I'll take the Colts There you go! Hmm Next up, Patriots and the Giants. Uh, This one's uh, just a toothless lion, dead zebra situation here, right? That's kind of where we're at. Uh, Just just terrible. Patriots don't know who their quarterback is. Uh, DeVito looks pretty good. Believe it or not, I'm going with the Giants.
0: You know, what, what I texted you these picks ahead of time because, you know, it's like, okay, they're going to cut off the show, you know, like right around the time after the rookie rankings, but it looks like we're going all the way. So I'm I'm actually, I, I originally picked the Patriots, but because of that story where we don't know when they're, who their starting quarterback is, I'm yeah. redacting that pick, and I'm going with the New York football giants. You know, I think they're the better organization, not by much, and Bill Belichick, I believe, has finally lost his damn mind. Yep.
2: I will say this: the Patriots are a better organization than the Giants. Um, I don't believe in uh, Tommy DeVito. He's never been that great. So uh, the Patriots have a better defense. <laughs> and believe it or not, the, the, the mystery of the quarterback situation actually will help them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there you go. I'm
1: going to go with the Patriots. There you go. There you go. We like it. Boots Boots trying to to take the lead here. Uh See it. Uh, Next up, Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, The Bengals without Joe Burrow. And I don't really trust Jake Browning. Go ahead and give me the Steelers all day on this one.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Jake Browning, four-year starter at Washington and still didn't get drafted, what's that tell you? Yep. I don't like his former chances. Minnesota Viking, former former Viking. I yeah, don't yeah. I don't like his chances. the Steelers have a better defense. Cam Taylor Britt for the Bengals is going to miss this game, so we're going to go with the uh, new look offense of the Steelers yep. and the uh, the mystery of what's going to happen and <laughs> how they're going to come out. So give me the, give me Pittsburgh. Yep, Alex, who you got?
0: I have the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. I mentioned that earlier in the show. Um, it's because that defense is is better than we think it is. You know, it's surprisingly good, and they're, they're hanging around the playoffs. They're sitting. They're sitting at the seventh seed. They're hanging around. So you know, the Steelers have had this this uncanny ability that no matter how bad they are, to kind of stick around and you know and get an upset here and there. And this is no exception. Give me the Steelers.
1: Yeah, they're the turd that just won't flush. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly. That's pretty accurate. Is. Next up, the uh, Panthers and the Titans. I, I got you with that yeah, one, didn't I? Man. But the uh, Panthers <laughs> and the Titans. The Panthers are a terrible organization. The Titans are struggling. But you know what? I think this is one of those Derrick Henry get-right games. Give me the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> You
0: you better give them the ball. If, if Derrick Henry gets less than ten car gets ten carries or less, I'm going to call bullshit. Uh, give me, give me the Tennessee Titans.
2: I think this game will uh, will look very good for Will Levis. The Carolina Panthers losing uh, two of their top two uh, cover guys, so I think Will Levis will look good. They're going to get the ball to Derek Henry. giving the Titans.
1: Yeah. Uh, Next up, going to be a good one here, a divisional game, Jags and Texans. I actually am looking forward to this one. This one's going to be real good, Uh, especially with how the Texans have been been playing. The Jags' defense is kind of eh. Jags have been winning some games, but they've been losing some weird ones. Mm -hmm. The Texans on a two-game win streak right now. Mm -hmm. CJ Stroud looking good, but Trevor Lawrence is also looking good. Both these teams are on a fast track to the playoffs as it currently stands. This is going to be a tough one. You know what, though? Give me the Texans. I like Houston here. Give me them Texans. Give me Tank Dell all day. Mm-hmm.
0: I also picked the Texans in an upset uh, because, again, <clears throat> it's, it's just like you said. This is a divisional game, and divisional games always tend to be a lot more competitive. And you know, C.J. Stroud is going to go out there. He's just going to be a dog. you know. And And, uh, and Trevor Lawrence, to his credit, is going to be a dog. So, it's probably the most exciting game of the week, uh, you know, you know, and I think, uh, you know, but at, at the end of the day, I think C.J. Stroud pulls it out, you know, in the last moments. When it comes to nut-cutting time, C.J. Stroud will outperform Trevor Lawrence. Yeah,
2: that's what I like. Oh, man. Looks like it's three in a row. Uh, Houston,
1: better defense playing at home. Give me the pick. Yeah, buddy. Uh, next up, Saints versus the Falcons. You know what? I... I don't like Desmond Ritter. Derek Carr is coming back. He's set to start. I don't like that either. Michael Thomas is out. I mean, it's kind of a weird situation, but, you know, I don't trust this Falcons organization right now. Go ahead and give me the Saints.
0: Mm. Saints. Again, you know, Desmond Ritter coming back. You know, Bijan Robinson is always is going to be. Bijan's going to be Bijan. Let's just say that right now. But at the end of the day, you know, you know who knows? This might be a get right game for Derek Carr. Who knows? I mean, we don't really have a whole lot of faith in him, but, you know, we could be wrong. So, but, but at the end of the day, the Falcons will shoot themselves in the foot, and the Saints will uh, capitalize on that.
2: Um, here's the thing. You've got Derek Carr is clearing concussion protocol. I'm always weary of quarterbacks coming off of a concussion and a shoulder injury. Uh, uh, Falcons coming off of a the bye week. they got the quarterback in hand. They're going to run the ball with John Robinson. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is going to miss this game. Uh, corner for uh, Saints. Yeah. Missed this game with an angle injury. I can see a big game for Drake London. So give me the foul. Ooh. Ooh I like that. We fly hot. Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, next up Rams and Cardinals. I, You know what? The Cardinals have been playing competitive games. The Rams you know even without Cooper Cup the Rams are still dangerous. Kyron Williams coming back which I think is the big thing. Go ahead and give me them Rams. I want the Rams over the Cardinals.
0: Same, you know, it is a division game, but the, the difference here, the difference here is, um, it's just the Cardinals are just a dumpster fire of a team. Colin Murray just set him on the bench, get him as double XP weekends, you know, it, you know. But you know, is Arizona going to listen to me?
2: Who knows? No, they don't listen to each other. <laughs> they do <don't listen> all <laughs> right all day long in the, in the uh, organizational hallway. But listen. Yeah. Uh, they're going to run the ball they being the Los Angeles Rams they're going to run the ball down the Cardinals throat. they're going (coughs) to keep keep Kyler on the uh, on the bench there their defense is better than the Cardinals give me the Rams
1: yeah buddy Uh, next up Browns and Broncos look Broncos have been red hot coming off of Three straight big wins. I think actually might be four now. Um, three, the three to four wins here. Uh, you know they they beat the Vikings, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs. They're red hot. I, you know, I understand there's dirty hits and stuff going on. Give me the Broncos.
0: Not so fast, my friend. Uh, we know that the we know that the de- that the Cleveland Browns haven't really been the same since. Uh, um, the, the the starting quarterback there. I can't think of his name right now. A uh, therapy guy, massage therapist guy, uh, went <laughs> down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that should tell you how much I know about that. But uh, in this, but the Browns' defense is the key here, and they will uh, be the guy, be the ones to upend the Denver Broncos. So give me the brownies because of that defense. Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun Watson. That's the guy's name. But yeah, ever since Deshaun Watson hit the shelf, you know, um, <clears throat> I mean, the Browns' offense hasn't been the same, but that defense will keep them in the game.
2: Uh, I'll tell you what, Deshaun Watson way overrated this season. They The Browns can win with him. They, they won with him. They won without him. So that tells me everything that I need to know. That defense is dominant, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos coming off of a—, a Late game heroic effort at the end of the game. Late, uh, late game on Monday. Now they got to play this dominant defense. The week knows something. Give me the Browns. Ooh. Uh,
1: next up, Bills and Eagles. Uh, look, this Joe Brady offense has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, who knows what Steph Diggs is going to wind up doing? The Eagles have been giving up a lot, or uh, uh, through the air. And, and they've been weirdly struggling. But that Bills defense has not been good this year. It's a, They're not the same defense that we're accustomed to seeing. This one's tough. It's kind of a toughie. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Eagles here. Uh, you know, at home, I think the Eagles have the better the better offense right now, to be honest with you. I, I think I don't necessarily fully trust Joe Brady at this moment. I'm going with the Eagles.
0: Mm. Mhm. I say the Eagles as well. Uh, You know, the Bills, you know, they are not who we thought they were. Uh, Josh Allen will continue to uh, have costly turnovers. Uh, He'll throw costly picks. um, And that's going to be the deciding factor. And, you know, the Eagles right now are proving why they're the best team in the NFC, if not all of football.
2: I would say, normally I would say... The Eagles, who had their Super Bowl last week right. on Monday against the Chiefs, they had their Super Bowl. And so this is sort of a relief that yeah, we moment, beat the Chiefs, right? right? Yep, and, yep. and they forget that they got the Bills coming to town. Problem is, the Eagles have the better defense and they're playing at home. And quite frankly, they've got the better quarterback. The yep,
1: that's why. Ah, Jesus Christ. Hurrah! Oh. <laughs> is it every third team now? I think so. <laughs> next up, Chiefs and Raiders. This is gonna be a beating. Uh no brainer here, no explanation needed. Give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot
2: more I can add to that. And yeah. Andy Reid coming off of a loss. Yeah. No way in the world. Give me Kansas City.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh next up, Ravens and the Chargers. Look, Lamar's playing the best football of his career. Ravens defense is doing well. Chargers have no defense. I'm not sold on that Chargers team. They're very middle of the road. They need to to give Kellen Moore the reins, make him the starting starting head coach there. And uh, they need to find themselves a real defensive coordinator. That's just what needs to happen. No Joey Bosa on top of it. You know what? This is a no-brainer to me. Give me the Ravens.
0: Yep. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, huge you know uh, that the defense is clearly better with the Baltimore Ravens, and Lamar Jackson is really starting to find his gro- gro- groove as a quarterback. So, uh, I it's not looking good. Uh, and also, I believe it is a home. No, it's no uh, the Char- It's a road game for the Ravens, but that's no big deal.
1: Yeah, especially
0: uh, when it comes to the Chargers. The Chargers fans don't even like the Chargers, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, give me the Ravens.
1: Yeah, the Chargers aren't moving. The fans don't care. Uh, trying to be
2: in town anyway. They're mad that the organization is what it is. It's again quality versus a quality organization against a garbage organization, yeah. and the Chargers have been showing exactly who they are. Give me the ra- Keaton Mitchell. Watch out for a big game for him. Yeah. Yep. Give me the Ravens. We fly
1: high.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the proper. That's the proper sound. <laughs> uh.
1: And last but not least, the Vikings and the Bears Monday Night Football. You know the Bears; they're a bad team. Justin Fields looked halfway decent in that last game, though, against the the, the lie downs there. Now he comes to against a Minnesota team with a much better defense. The Vikings' defense has been interestingly good this year, bringing a lot of pass rush. Uh, and and while the corners haven't been anything to write a few, you, haven't been anything to write home about the the safeties, however. And all the different safety looks and all the ways that they've been using guys like Josh Metellus as a safety linebacker hybrid, things like that have been really interesting. There's been a lot of exotic stuff going on as far as those blitz packages. You know what? This, to me, not even a question. You go ahead and you hand me the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say the Vikings as well, though it's going to be closer than you expect. And the reason is, you know, Bustin Fields. The man knows how to run, and the man knows, is starting to figure out how to throw the ball. I mean, he's definitely no, he's not a Lamar Jackson, and he's definitely not Jalen Hurts. But, you know, he's a mobile quarterback, uh, he's a great running back, but again, that Vikings defense is going to be the the it factor. It'll be closer than you expect by giving the Minnesota Vikings. I can
2: see everything that you guys are saying, and I love Chicago here. Give me the Vikings (laughs) 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 There's no way They're going to blitz the heck out of Justin Fields He's not going to be able to consistently Avoid the pressure And we're going to put a lot of stress On that offensive line of the uh, Bears And our quarterback Is going to be capable To put us in positions To at least kick field goals To extend the lead But we're definitely going to take advantage Of their corners So Mm. yeah yeah, Minnesota Vikings
1: all day Skull baby Skull And uh, that is our predictions for week 12 in the NFL. Alex uh, Boots, let's get uh, let's get out of here. But real quick, we got to talk about pictures. Let's talk about patch miracle photography. First of Mm -hmm. all, photography, the absolute best photographers in the Metro Detroit area. If you need wedding pictures, if you need baby photos. Uh, first birthday pictures, if you're looking for graduation photos, if you're looking for engagement photos, if you want to do a sexy boudoir shoot for that special someone in your life, check it out, Uh, Andy and Chantel are wonderful photographers. They put out the most high-quality, high-definition pictures that you could ever ask for. They did our wedding photos, and they were outstanding. Check them out, And You uh, will
2: look better than you do in real life.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And also, let's talk about shirts, hoodies, hats, Mm -hmm. all that custom Mm -hmm. clothing that Mm -hmm. you could ask for over at FaceKickedApparel.com. Sean Stockmeyer, his wonderful wife, Lisa, doing awesome work over there for the folks that are all, especially at all the wrestling shows right now, FaceKickedApparel.com, all these guys getting these high-quality shirts. Alex, you have new shirts on the way, which I'm super excited about. Those are going to be exciting to get. Get your face kicked in with savings. Absolutely at com. Also, let's talk about books. Boots. Oh, I ate cookies out of the trash. Oh, did you? Uh, Well, that's the book. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I only read books with pictures that pop out in them, but (laughs) I I ate cookies out of the trash. If you're going through anything, emotional, uh, self-esteem issues, body issues, body weight issues, things like that, you're going through some other emotional distress. You can read this book. It's it, it reads like a conversation. There's a lot of emotional uh, output. There's a lot of educational output, and there's a lot of spiritual output. You can get something out of this book, no matter what you are. It's available on Barnesandnoble.com, Amazon.com. Look at look at the dot com. Look for all the dot coms. To get your favorite book, I
1: Ate Cookies Out of
2: the Trash.
1: Yep, absolutely. And Alex, I know you got some stuff going on at Steel Twins Gaming. What do you got planned over there? I hear that Ace Attorney series is on the horizon.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Apollo Justice trilogy will be released sometime early next year, uh, at the end of January of 2024. Uh, my brother and I, the package Andrew Steele, uh, we are absolutely excited to bring you that series. Uh, I think that out of the out of all of the projects we've ever done with voice acting, I think the Ace Attorney series has shown has showcased some of the best moments, the the greatest comedy, the best drama, and just the best overall performances that we've had. Not to say anything bad about any any of the other games we've done, uh, because they've all been fantastic. You know, uh, the Paper Mario series, uh, the Legend of Zelda series, um, you know, which by the way, you know, uh, we took a break on Thanksgiving of Wednesday. We'll be right back at you Wednesday, November 29th at seven thirty PM. Be there or be square.
1: Hey. there you go. Also, we're going to talk about no shot by TV. Will, it's, it's all doing awesome stuff, formerly known as big Willie dubs gaming. Mm-hmm. Our buddy will is just killing it over there. No shot by TV. Check it out. Doing a lot of modern warfare stuff over there. We're we're very excited for him. He's doing the the uh, um, competition gaming and all that good stuff. Very excited. Check it out. No bot TV. You can check him out on TikTok. You can check him out on Twitch. You can check him out on uh, Facebook. He is always streaming. It's a good time. No bot TV. And last but not least, the OG, the OG. Mm-hmm. It's your time massage. IYTmassage.com. Mm-hmm. The best massage therapist around. Amanda. She is tremendous. She does Swedish deep tissue. CBD, she does cupping, you name it, man. She is a killer massage therapist, the best one in the Metro Detroit area, IYTMassage.com. Check it out. Hey. Over. Oh, and uh, also, I heard she rubbed sage because she had the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible, you know, <laughs> uh, terrible show. <laughs> <Terrible. laughs> But uh, It's Your Time Massage LLC on Facebook. You can book yourself an appointment online. Also, don't forget the gift certificate package is going on. Two for You buy two, get one free uh, through the holidays from now through the end of the year. So, folks, go ahead and get yourself a uh, buy two, get one over here at It's Your Time Massage. And remember, it's your time. I got one right here. Absolutely. There Hear you that? go. There it is. There's your gift certificate. And, folks, that's our show. We got uh, – Week twelve games already kind of underway in a way because we got the Thanksgiving games. Well, we got more coming on Sunday, so I hope everybody's ready to rock and roll. And with that, folks, that is our show. If you uh, want to check us out on Facebook, you can over at uh, the Outside Blitz. We're going to be jumping on a Twitter page as well. Hope everybody's excited. And with that, we will see you next time right here on the Outside Blitz. You're probably talking about us because we're the only
2: thing to talk about.
3: Ciao.